Welcome to the Social Chameleon Show. This episode was previously recorded on Facebook Live. If you want to watch the live version, head over to the socialchameleon.show or Facebook and search for the Social Chameleon Show. Hey, while you're there, leave us a like on our page. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. We'd really appreciate it and love to hear from you. And it also helps the show get heard by more people. Now on to the episode. Okay, welcome to the Social Chameleon where we have meaningful discussions on a wide variety of topics and ideas to help you on your journey towards self-transformation. I'm Tyson, this is Justin, and tonight's topics, we're talking about business and marketing. As always, show notes uh, and links to everything we talk about, book recommendations, can be found at thesocialchameleon.show. Let's get started with tonight's episode. Uh, The first topic we jump into is business. Mm -hmm. I'd like to start off with, should you start a business? Uh, it depends on what your goals are. Um, if you're not one of those people of that, that want to work for themselves or that have an idea or have an inclination of being independent, right. um, then no, you shouldn't be in, you know, you shouldn't start your own business. You yeah. shouldn't be an entrepreneur. If, if you want to open up a business because... Uh, but you have no idea and you don't have any clue about anything. But you just want to open it because you're just tired of working for the boss. You're tired of working for, uh, like I said, the boss or for for a job because you feel like you're being disrespected or whatnot. You know, you know what I see a lot lately too is, oh, that's the new thing to do. That's the new trend. Well, that's what I was getting at is that, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't open up a business if I didn't have an actual idea of what I wanted to open up because yeah. it'll cost you more pain. Yeah. And heartache, yeah. both emotionally and financially, whether it's on your loved ones or on your pocketbook, mm-hmm. to just blindly shoot for the moon on a business that you don't actually have a grasp on, something that you haven't been working on, something that you haven't been thinking about. This mm-hmm. is a demonstration it's just because you're tired of your cast. job. It's because you're tired of of working at a place. Oh, I got to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Oh, I got to go to my nine to five. And it's most of the time it's because somebody else is chirping in your ear right. and telling you. You know, hey man, does your job suck? Yeah, yeah. You, you can make ten thousand dollars a week if you join our program. And most of the time, it's 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 personal friends too. You know, because you get together with your friends, and your friends are all complaining about things. You guys are sitting around with your beers after yeah. work, and you're like, "Well, my boss this, well, my job this, yeah. well, my thing that." I don't have enough money. Oh, I wish I had more money. I wish I had more free time. You know, and, and then the first thing that pops in your head is because of what what Tyson just said. You come across the internet at the right time because these guys, these these uh, guys with all these big business ideas that yeah. talk about multi-level marketing, whether you think it's a scam or not, that's for yeah. you to decide. But at the end of the day, you have to understand the message behind what they're saying. Yeah. The message is not the business they're promoting. Mm-hmm. It's what they're promoting. Right. They're promoting... Um, they're promoting a paycheck for themselves because this they're preying the on your desperation. Yes. They know that... At least, you know, if I'm going to, if this message reaches 100 people, there's going to be at least 10 people that are so desperate, that hate their life, that they're not even going to look into the company right. or look into they're gonna the They're going to buy business. into the hype. Because if you've noticed, a lot of the companies, or a lot of these guys that are coming out, only talk about the great things about the business. Right. They tell you all the positive things about the business, right. but they don't tell you Just what... Just get three friends and you'll be rich. That, or even affiliate marketing and all yeah. this other stuff. I mean... It can work if you have the right resources and the right energy and the right opportunity to do it. 
Well, and the right desire. Like you just, yeah. you, if you're just going into these things, oh, I'm just gonna do this. I'll be rich by the end of the weekend. Wrong. It's just not gonna happen. You're not gonna. When it comes time to get past the technical challenges or other different objections and stuff, you're not gonna do it. It's you know, simple. And I get what Gary V is saying. Gary Vaynerchuk is saying, you know, just do it. Just go for mm-hmm. it. But that's for people that actually have an idea about something. This if you've been sitting on an idea, cast. let's say a clothing idea, or or you have some type of software you've built or yeah. an actual product yeah. that you've been working on, yeah. yes, do what Gary do, says. Do Shoot for the moon and try yeah. it because, you know, just like what Tony Robbins says, there's plenty of, of resources available yeah. for you to get it done. It's just how resourceful are you right. to get it done? But if you don't have an idea, yeah. and you're just, you know, bumping around and bumping around and bumping around, if it's the Is right time in your life to do it, then, then yes, go start a business for yourself. Yeah. Don't open a business with a lot of people that takes a lot of capital, or don't open up a business where you carry a lot of product. Yeah. You know, uh, guys that do Forex. It's fantastic, great for them. I know a lot of people that have become yeah. successful doing it, but don't be mistaken. You got to find the right guys that mm-hmm. will tell you how fucking hard it is. Yeah, they're not selling you the fluff. They're telling you, look, I can teach you how to do this. It's going to yeah. cost you money, but it's going to cost you more this money to practice yeah. and to get it done. Yeah. And you have to put time in because these guys that I know that have been successful or that are currently successful yeah. doing forex, it's sixteen to eighteen hours a day. Yeah, they don't. They sleep. live that. On top of the training that they provide, yeah, they're they, still gone working. through the money they've lost and the time they spent. It, yeah. it comes down to your energy and your desire. If you are, mm-hmm. if you hate your job now just because you are lazy, yeah, just because you are feeling oppressed, yeah. or that you know uh, this job just so unfair, me, it's so yeah. unfair. It comes down to you. Yeah. If you really are working your ass off and you're just tired, but you don't have an idea, yeah. It's just like what I talked about a couple nights ago. You got to put the work in mm-hmm. before you go and quit your job. Yeah. So that means if you're tired of your job right now, yeah. you're busting your ass, you're putting your work in, you know you're not being valued, you know you're not getting paid well, mm-hmm. then figure out an alternative that you can test out while you're working yes. at your current job. Yes. That means putting in the research. That yeah. means finding out everything you can about it, okay. test running it, right. seeing how much everything costs to get the business yeah. up, and then the the extra amount, which what? is, which is uh, what is that called? Uh, an emergency your operating costs and stuff. Whatever, yeah. yeah. So you got to make sure you look at every single aspect yeah. and, and, and see if it works, if the market's there and all. Yeah. If you're not willing to put that work in now before, while you're still working at your shitty job, you ain't going to do it after. You're not going to be successful running a company and you're going to be in debt way worse off than of Kirk Boss yeah. who treats you badly or yeah. because the job doesn't pay you enough. You have to understand that. So should you start a business? We can't tell you that, but no. we can give you the, the roadmap that says, you know what? Does, does your thinking and your goals align with what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. Because entrepreneur is a very tough word. It's, not, it's, it's, it's just like the word love and loyalty. Yeah. It's so misused nowadays yes. by a lot of young yes. people. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. What do you do? I don't know. I got some business cards for this idea I had. You know, and, and there are a lot of young young individuals out there in their twenties that didn't go to college. Yeah. 
that that have become very successful, seven yeah. to eight figures they're making, yeah. but it's it's because they had the intestinal fortitude, the moxie, yeah. to grab a hold of one idea mm -hmm. and stick with it. Yeah. I know some forex guys, and I'm sticking on this because I was I was, I was just watching a lot of stuff earlier today. But I know some forex guys that have never touched Bitcoin. Yeah. They have never touched any other affiliate marketing or right. multi-level marketing yeah. this is all they fucking do right is this they don't do kangen water right and it's not disrespecting all those other things it's just a lot of the the problem that yeah. i am personally seeing and i think you can agree with me on this the problem i'm seeing nowadays with a lot of people trying to work for themselves is that they're not clearly focused on one singular idea they test it out for three months it doesn't yeah. work they jump to Shit, the next thing. <laughs> it doesn't work they jump yeah. to the next thing right, it doesn't right, work right. they jump to the next thing yeah now, I can speak to that. When I was younger, I, I knew I, I, I wanted to do something for myself, but I didn't know what. I hadn't figured it out. And I did a lot of those things just to test the waters and see. But nothing ever stuck because I didn't give a shit about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is cool. Like, and I know guys, they make tons of money. And maybe they're, they li that's all they do. Or they're, they're independently wealthy. Or whatever, and I'm like, oh, that looks like a good thing. Let me check this out. Let me jump in. Let me see what's up. You know, I learned a shitload, and that was that was great. <clears throat> but nothing ever stuck with me and said, this is the thing I want to put my time and effort into. And I just kept looking and hunting and hunting and hunting. And that's what I did. And I know a lot of people do that. And I think that's kind of what Gary Vee's talking about a little bit. Like if you have that desire to want to do something, but you don't know what it is, go out and do some things. Like, you know, like he says, Go to garage sales and check things out and find, eventually you'll find something that like, maybe not, it's not your passion or whatever this bullshit is, but you like it and you're good at it and you can become passionate about it. You know what I mean? You didn't, I don't, some guys don't grow up wanting to be the fucking porta potty guy, but they kind of stumble into it and then they fall in love with it and they become passionate about it and then they become successful at the business. So if you want to dabble, yeah, dabble. If you, if, but you're gonna, you're gonna want to have the desire. Like I don't know what I want to do, and I don't understand what you know what's gonna fire me up every morning. Go out there and dabble. Try some things. This Check out some different things. But don't get hooked. And like you were saying, don't get fucking. Don't buy into the fluff. Don't buy into the hype. You know. But try some. If that's what you. But if you if you're like, oh, I should try some things because I'm fucking bored and I'm lazy as fuck. It's just not, it's not for you, man. And it's okay. Business, self-employed, you know, versus, you know, entrepreneurship and all these different types of things. It ain't for everybody. And that's okay. Like, I know we hear a lot about this, especially entrepreneurship. I think we need to draw the line between entrepreneurship and being self-employed. To me, they're two completely different things. Like an entrepreneur is somebody that, that's either, you know, inventing something or solving this kind of bigger problem and trying to build this, this big kind of thing versus self-employed, like, you know, doctors and lawyers and, you know, even, you know, freelance, you know, like one man kind of consultants or accountants or things like that. Like those are different. Like if you're a self-employed type person, like those things, you're not an entrepreneur and, and you got to separate those things out. You know? well, so figure out which one you want to dabble in and go for it until you find something, unless you already kind of maybe know something or whatever, you know, that's kind of what I want to say about that. Right. I mean, uh, like, like on his point, I mean, uh, I agree with most most of that, uh, but when it comes to being self-employed and entrepreneur, there's it's so broad that yeah. in in some sense, you know, it just boils down to effort. Uh, to me, self-employed on certain aspects, yeah. um, 
does count as being an entrepreneur because it's not always yeah. about inventing something or whatnot. I think you can morph it into no, but, but it's not always about something inventing else. something or whatnot. I, yeah, I don't day, mean I don't mean like inventing a new app or product yeah, or, yeah. or something like and, that. And I get that. Right. But what I'm trying to get at is, you know, in in some sense, self-employed is also an entrepreneur. Yeah. But it, what it boils down to is effort because even as an entrepreneur, if you don't put the work in. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make money. If you're self-employed, let's say you are a personal contractor or yeah. you're still filing your taxes as sole proprietor of right. the business. Right. doesn't matter where you get your, uh, what product you're representing, you know, it's, you're still a self-employed person right. because you it's, don't have a, a boss. That's technically to me what being an entrepreneur is. You're not responding to somebody else. No. You are your own boss. But the reality is you do have a boss. Your boss is your income. Yeah. Your boss is your livelihood. Your boss is your customer. Well, your boss is your livelihood. Yeah. If you're not, uh, if you think about it just from a customer standpoint, yeah. a lot of guys won't put in the effort or the work mm-hmm. because they feel that there's plenty of customers or clients out there. Right. So they won't, they're not going to worry too much if they lose a client this or if they don't start drumming up in the business right away. But if you look at it from your, your livelihood aspect, yeah. That's where it gets into shark-infested waters a little bit right. because now you have to pay your bills. You know, you need to make income yeah. to pay your bills yeah. to afford your life. If you're married with kids, yeah. if you've got a large property, if you've got a lot, uh, a lot of debt, mm-hmm. if you've got a lot of uh, money left on your vehicle, mm-hmm. if you're paying for a place for your business, if you've got employees, yeah. yes. You are the boss, but you still got to, to respond to somebody else, and that somebody else is your livelihood. Yeah. If you if you are an entrepreneur or self employed person, you have at the that at the forefront of your mind that my livelihood is massively important to mm-hmm. me. Then you're going to be fucking serious about your job. You're going to yeah. take. You're going to make sure that every inch that you get, yeah. you make it into a mile. Yeah. You know, and then you start thinking differently with the clients because if you just focus from the client's standpoint, and then then on your lifestyle, you, you're not going to reach that destination that you want to get to. So, it just comes down to like the margin for error is different now. When you were dabbling around, when we were dabbling around yeah, back we in the day, yeah. you know, you could make those mistakes yeah. and just freely jump out of the job yeah. to job to job, and 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 be okay and say, you know what, hey, I've tried it. It's all yeah. right. It didn't work. Nowadays, it's the economy, the way jobs are hiring, the competition. It's a lot tougher to yeah. just wing it. Right, 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 right. But, but that's what, to me, that's what brought me to where we are now. Oh, and found something that, you know, I found something. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then, and then I was like, oh, I, and then I just dove in and I got so passionate about it. I was so enthralled in it. And then that led me down to another path, which is where we're at now, which is, I think, ultimately looking back all these years is where I, I was trying to get to. And I, I meandered a lot to get there. And I know some people that 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 maybe they need to do that. Well, we'll take our example, uh, our life example. We didn't just one day wake up this in Hawaii and say, fuck it, let's leave. Yeah. And we leave the next day. Right, 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 right. That's the context we're talking about right now. Yeah. The people. The reality is... You had put five years oh, of yeah. work yeah. planning yeah. before we moved. Yes. Two extensive years before yes. we moved. So yes. you actually did what we were explaining right now, which yeah. is putting in at least some type of map. Some yeah, type right, of navigation right, right, right. so that we, we understand at least, okay, we're sailing our ship to this point. Yeah. And 
we're going to do something. It's not, hey, I'm just going to jump on a ship and whatever fucking land I hit, I hit. Right, but that's, my point was, before that happened, there was a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Like, no. I'm going to jump on this ship, I just, I'm going to swim right. to the and next that's one. That's understandable. I didn't know what I wanted to, and, personally, I didn't want to do And that's what I was saying, the, the point of, point of, uh, uh, um, the margin of error is yeah. different. Oh, but, it's way different now. But yeah. coming up here, you know, going back to our example, coming yeah. up here, we actually had a plan. So yes. when we're talking to you guys right now about should you start a business, yeah. if you don't even have some sense of an idea yeah. about what you want to do, yeah. even though what we're doing this now is, is different from what we came up here mm-hmm. for, it, it, it's an evolution of all of it. But it stemmed off of a plan. Yes off of a mindset because right. you have to understand that's that's the whole point of having a plan or having at least a sense of where your destination is going to yeah. be it clicks on your mindset yeah. that little switch in your head goes mm-hmm. on because now you have an idea look i don't want to continue what i'm doing mm-hmm. i'm not completely happy with the life i have yes. so now my mindset yes. has to be different and that's the honest to god truth if your mindset is not set first yeah it doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter if you've had it planned for six years or if you're currently planning it right now. If this is not in order, you're gonna fail yeah. because you are not mentally ready to eat. Yeah, to and, I, and that was attack, I think you no. Know? What we had when we came up here, we had a we had a, a pretty good plan, and we yep. had planned a lot, and. This a lot of that didn't work out, but what I think, cast. what we had, well, like you're like you're alluding to, is we knew, like, we got it. We're gonna we're gonna we're, we're destined for something, and we think this is it, and we're gonna chase that. But we we had it in the mind of we're destined for something greater than what we're doing now and where we're headed, and where we're gonna do and we keep doing whatever we gotta do to continue down our path. And I think that's what you're trying to kind of get. No, at. yeah, and and and. The thing, the thing, actually, the, the root of the, what I'm trying to say is, is that, and he's absolutely correct on everything, it's that that mindset that we had, in some sense, I knew that we had to oscillate a little bit. We had to maneuver. No plan is certain. The only thing you can be certain about is the effort that you put into it. Right. What I understood and what I believed was that internally, because the mindset had been switched on... Mm-hmm. We were being pulled into this current existence. Right, exactly. Yes. And that wormhole had opened up. We had allowed it to open in right. our minds. Right, and, and just like what I talked about with, 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 uh, with faith, with the universe, with mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. your plan that is destined for you to live, mm-hmm. your actual plan, which is purpose, won't be shown to you. You won't discover it until you are ready. You make a decision. Right. And, and just like what Tony Robbins says, it's in that moment yeah. of certainty yes. that you know what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and it doesn't matter the obstacles that get in your way. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we were pulled up here knowing that it was a major risk, yeah. but it was a few years of planning. Yeah. And we did not know what was going to happen when we got up no. here. No. We did not know that we were going to experience a lot of growth. Yeah. We did not know that we got into this position. But this is where I'm talking about margin of error. Yeah. In order for us to do this, we had somewhat of the perfect storm yeah. to, to be in this position, to, to accomplish this. 
a lot of you guys that want to start a business might not be in the same scenario financially right. or with the right support system. Yeah. So you have to be very, very uh, spot on and direct with what you want to do and stick to it. That's what I mean by margin of error. Mm-hmm. You know, you, back then you could pick a business, screw it, go to the next yeah, one. Pick right. a business, screw it, go to the next one. But yeah. there wasn't as much multi-level marketing because the no, internet there's wasn't not. Yeah, it wasn't as, it wasn't like it is it now. It was very, very yes. small. Yes. You know, back yes. then we had lava net. Yeah. Right. We had all these small <laughs> rollers. I remember lava net. Yes, lava net was the hottest <laughs> shit back in the day. Woo! Yes, so yeah. if you know this out, yeah. yep, yeah. DSL. Yeah. But the reason why the margin of error is smaller now is because the businesses that are being promoted on Facebook and on social media Instagram, and everywhere whatever, on yes. the internet, everybody here, they are triple what they used to be yes. worth. Yeah. So back then was maybe a hundred fifty to two hundred dollars to get in. Now it's a thousand to two hundred. Yeah, right. And it's just a fresh coat of paint on some old bullshit. Most of the time. Right. And a lot of guys don't do their homework. And on yes. top of that, they don't understand the actual aspects of the business that at the end of the day, it's a, not about the product. No. It's about the upline. Yeah. The more or, or people, the transaction. Yeah. The more people you bring in. Yeah. Like, like I'll, I'll be flat out honest. I've come across a couple of businesses. I'm not going to name names or, or name the business or name the people. But at the end of the day, I felt that they had phenomenal products. Yeah. Phenomenal products that would make the millions on their own yes. without a fucking upline. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yes, yes absolutely. I but you. They, the company focused too much on the upline yes. and less on selling and promoting the product yes. that to me was their root, yes. was their source, mm-hmm. was their, you know, their harvest. It's their core competency. And it, this. it frustrated me yeah. because they wanted you know, somebody like myself to go through the training just to yeah. train other people yeah. so they could train other people yeah. so they could train other people. You know, I, got, I just had a thought this right now. Is a demonstration Do you think it was set up that way because the people in charge, not, maybe not all the way to the top, but somewhere in that upper top in that kind of network group couldn't sell or were afraid to sell? No, actually, you know what? The guys that do very well in multi-level marketing, I think they're great salesmen because they sell the bullshit. But are they selling? Are they good at selling the product and selling the upline thing, or only at selling the upline thing? I will say, I would say yes to yes, both, but we have to define what the product is. You see, from the, the, top, the ones you're talking about, the good yeah. products. So I'll, yeah. I'll give you the example. Okay. So let's say um, it's it's insurance. Okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's say it's the insurance business. They have a very unique product, right? Mm-hmm. The guys at the top, their job is not to sell the product. Their job is to sell the company to the upline so these guys get in to make them money. It makes their job easier. So that's the product that's that what they're, they're selling. selling. So are they efficient in selling their product? If they have 300 people under them, yes, they are wow. very effective. So the product they're selling isn't the company's product. It's the, it's the, they're selling the dream. Right. So that's what I'm saying is that a lot of these multi-level marketing things, it's, it's they're selling you the dream to get them to their dream. Yeah. Because the more people they pull under, yes. that you pull under, gets them more cash that funnels back up to the top. Right. Oh, they don't care about the product. Right. And that's how you ah. can find out is when you're talking to the companies, do they really care about the phenomenal product right. that they're pitching right. you? Right. They don't. Mm. A lot of the companies, uh, a lot of health shake companies, it's not about the health shake itself yes. because you have to understand it's a lot of these shakes are, are processed and manufactured and just throwing a different label on top. It's like oh, these, yeah. these frozen yogurt franchises. It's called it's, white labeling. Yeah. It's you take the 
Go ahead, explain white labeling to people so they understand. Right, so white labeling is, there's a, a manufacturer, they, let's just say they make water. So, right now, I, I, if I really wanted to, and, I, and I've actually kind of looked into this, by the end of the week, I could have my own fucking water, water bottles, protein shakes, supplements. I have to formulate nothing. This is I have to research nothing. And especially in the supplement business, I need no FDA approval. So, What's today? Thursday? Mm -hmm. If I really wanted to, and I've, I I was about this close to doing it a few times, and, the, and like we were saying earlier, because it's easy money, I could throw my own name on shit, I got my own product line, but when I started getting into it, I couldn't do it for the efficacy of it, because like, like you're saying, all it is, so this company... They make, they manufacture water bottles. That's this just, is a demonstration that's just, of I'm not saying plant. Dasani does this. I'm just throwing out a name. So you go to the Dasani factory, they slap Dasani labels on water bottles. I want to go in there. Listen, I want, uh, I want war water. Sounds good. <clears throat> Here's your, sign the fee. We just slap war labels. After we're done with the Dasani run, we slap war, war labels on this bottle. That's white labeling. They don't give a fuck who puts their name on the bottle. As long as you're buying the bottle and then they can put their, la their label on it and they keep smacking it down the line. Especially these supplement companies, a lot of them are the same motherfucking product in the same factory with somebody else's label on it. I can put my name on your favorite fucking protein shake right now. I almost guarantee it. That's white label. So it's kind of like if you've got a very popular Instagram, you know, account yeah. and you've got a million, let's say a hundred thousand followers. Right. This is how it equates to, from what he's talking about. These companies are waiting for that popularity to come out, mm -hmm. and they, they want you to pump their product, yeah. and they're willing to this you know work out deals and do this. So like with the white labeling, they're willing to throw your name we'll on top your of name on the bottle because product run. it's getting their product out. <clears> they don't care. They're selling they their, their, their five-cent bottle of protein cost them. Right. You throw your, your name on it, $69.95, boom, it's out the door. They don't care. They're still selling the same protein that... You're buying, Jimmy's buying, Tom's bodybuilding is buying. It's all the same shit. They just so, offer that service. So going back to his original question, you know, it's it's not that those guys at the top can't sell. They they sell extremely well when they have a major upline mm. because they're selling the bullshit. They're I was just wondering if they couldn't in. sell the product, but they could sell. But the you have to understand, a lot of the time, the people aren't selling. They they don't really have value in the product. Yeah. They 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 they're trained to show value. Yeah. They're trained to show interest. Mm -hmm. Because they're trying to drum interest in itself. Mm -hmm. And then from there, the higher they move up to whatever status, diamond, black yeah. corporate, whatever the case may be. <laughs> Purple emerald, it's, yeah. It's it's because they they knew how to correctly sell. Just working the system. It's the system of yeah. selling. See, that was my problem so, with a lot of those things. I, I, I did a couple of those. I really enjoyed class. the products. Mm -hmm. Those MLM thing. And I wanted to just sell the product and be a boss at that. And it was never about that, mm -hmm. and that's what would kind of frustrate me. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to call all my cousins and aunties and uncles and grandparents and all list on seventy five thousand friends you have, and then call them and tell them to come to this meeting. Be vague about it, but kind of specific, and just get them to come. I'm like, are we gonna sell this water or what? Like, when are we gonna do? That's what I'm here for. I'm, I wanna, I wanna know how to sell this water and like how to be the, the king water guy, like not, not the king. Recruit your aunties and uncles and friends. And that's what most of these businesses do. They'll tell you right when you sign up after you pay the hundred dollars yeah, for a lifetime. Seventy five thousand dollars. They fee. want you to generate a list of ten to twenty yeah. people 
and they give you a, a parameters on what to look for and you know how to sign these guys up and you know you knowing nonetheless because all you're seeing is what these guys make yeah. don't understand that a lot of the business is not about selling the product it's about this is a demonstration recruiting mm -hmm. wirecast. You're, you're getting paid yeah. to recruit so if you don't recruit well it doesn't matter if you believe in the product you're not going to make money yeah and it's sad because a lot of these companies i've seen in that realm they have good sales training and if you think you're not a salesman you're full of shit because we're all selling something always we're selling ourselves whether we're selling our skills we're, all, we're always selling and to get that training is invaluable Salespeople are some of, if not the highest paid people in the world, period. You know, but they got good stuff there. You know, and and, and, and as a bonus, maybe they even have good products. Of but, but when you're, like, that's what used to turn me off. It's like, I'd go to the trainings to learn and, and I say, oh, write a list of all your 30 people and let's call them tomorrow. Oh, fuck you. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I didn't want, I didn't want to be the guy that was pitching my friends this new thing I'm into. Like, no, I, I want to learn how to sell. Like. I would rather knock on everybody's door in this neighborhood. Now, when I was in high school, I used to kill that shit. We used to have to go door-to-door -door fundraising. I used to kill it. Because that's where I would thrive, you know? I didn't want to sit on the phone and call people I didn't really want to talk to, I really don't want to hang out with. Demonstration of you know, so I can get them in and get my $50 commission for bringing somebody in. Like, I just, and it's sad because, like I said, there's lots of good opportunities there to train people to either be good there or move on to bigger careers in the sales field. So if you're good at recruiting, if you're good at sales, if you're yeah. good at talking, because that's what sales is, is yeah. knowing how to talk and knowing how to transition conversations back to the point of what you're trying to sell, mm -hmm. then go for that type of business. But, you know, going back to the original question, should this you start a business? Yeah. It just comes down to, you know, first looking at yourself and seeing what type of person you are, if you have the drive or not. Second, do you have a viable idea? Do you have one that you can test and and at least, you know, if you're going to quit your job that you know could make some type of income yeah. or has a big enough market for you to not sink because yeah. you want to be able to swim and, and actually have some flexibility. But if you are just lazy and you're just making up shit because you just don't want to work or work yeah. your job, then no, you should not start a business. Starting a business, you're just going to be more of that. Because no, you're just going to have more That's of that. the thing. Entrepreneurs and even these, you know, self-employed type people, they quit their 40-hour-a-week job to work at 90-hour-a-week job, an 80-hour-a-week job. Yep. So keep that in mind. Don't quit your 40-hour-a-week job thinking you're only going to work 20 hours, you know, because um, you're not. And if you and if you do, you're not you're not really going to get anywhere. And it's gonna and it's gonna be a, a, a slow a slow go. Yeah, exactly. So like. Um, this is a demonstration. What does a business need Wirecast. to be successful? Since we already explained about yeah. you know who who should or should not start a business, yeah. what does a business really need to be successful? If let's think of it from a standpoint of okay. somebody that doesn't have uh, the right capital or the right funds, good, or the right support system, you know, not not major big companies, yeah, like what would they need to be uh, successful? Whether it's personally or actually in. Uh, assets, capital, or whatever else. What do you think? Well, first of all, you don't necessarily need This is a demonstration money. of where... And, and that saying, it takes money to make money is bullshit. Does it help? God fucking damn it does. Can you throw money at problems and get rid of them? Fuck yeah, you can. But if you're not there, that's okay. In fact, that could be to your advantage. Mm, mm. Because when you don't have money... And you've got this burning desire to do something or be somebody, 
you're going to come up with some inventive shit to circumvent not having money to hire people to this do things for you or um, or running ads or something like that or building these, having somebody build a website, whatever it is you're trying to do. You know, you got to get creative as fuck. And a lot of times, and, and from my experience and things and I've seen and people I, I know of, it's actually maybe even better to not have money. Mm. Like Damon John is in his book, Power Broke, and um, in his, his new book stuff, like I, one story he, he told, this I thought was just fucking genius. Of and and th- this is the point. He was broke. He had, he was poor. He had no money to do this stuff. His business was just kind of, football was just kind of getting going. And he's like, oh, I, I want to get a billboard. It's like, it was like $10,000, something like that, a billboard. And he's like, I don't got that kind of money, like a week or whatever. It was back, back, that was back when, I mean, the only real way to advertise was in on a billboard in a magazine or something like that, or a television commercial. So these are big, big dollar things. And he's like, oh, I don't have $10,000 a week or whatever it was a month or something like that to have a billboard. He's like, well, what else can I do to get my brand out there? And one of the things he did was in New York City at the end of the, the day, these guys, they wrote on these big uh, metal gates um, in front of their shops. So he went up to these business guys and said, can I paint on this door mm. authorized FUBU dealer? And it didn't matter what, it, what the door, when that door opened. It was the fish market. It didn't matter. So he, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you can paint the door. We don't care. So every evening, everybody's shop closed on the doors. And on that door said this, authorized FUBU dealer. And then every account. night when people are going out and driving around New York City, they drive by. And all these shops, all you see down, down the block is... Authorized FUBU dealers, all you see, and then and, and then mid-morning rush hour, all you see with these shops still closed is FUBU, authorized FUBU dealer up and down the street. Cost him nothing but paint and time. And he says that that was way more successful and a way more, a way greater return on his investment than buying a billboard possibly ever would have done for him. Mm. And then some other things that like he did was he had his FUBU shirts and he would he would run onto the set of LL Cool J's music videos and be like, hey, can you put a shirt on? Jacuje was whatever something. I think they had some kind of a small uh, relationship. So he put the shirt on, wear his shirt in the music video for free. And after the music video, I think like, "Can I have the shirt back?" It's the only one I have. And he would get free advertising that way. LL Cool J was wearing his Fubu shirt in his video. He didn't pay for none of that, but he got his brand out there and his message out there and, and, and all that stuff. So I think that could be an, a huge advantage to people. Now, and I'm not saying. Money doesn't help because that's that's not true. That's not what I'm saying. Money does help. You can throw money at a problem. It's so easy to get rid of it, you know. But don't let that stop you, you know. And that's more to your point like you were saying earlier of not quitting your day job because then you have that money from that day job. Maybe to do some things. Yeah, I don't don't want to learn to code, so I'm going to need to hire somebody because it's not worth my time sitting around trying to learn to code. Well, I got my day job. I can take that day job money. And I can, I can hire a coder to do this thing for me, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one reason not to quit your day this job. Is a but that, of that is, you know, a source for getting money. But there's also, I mean, I know a lot of people, they trade. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, I mean, it's okay to go back to the barter system. Money is just an idea. You know, all money is, is a, is a means of exchange. If you don't have money, there's other means of exchange. You know, a lot of times we have things and services and stuff. I know people... Um, that need stuff done and they're like, can I babysit your kids? They're like, fuck yeah, I need a babysitter actually. Like, okay, good. I'll write this 
blog for you. This you babysit my kids. Even trade. Done deal. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the value isn't quite there, but the, to the people that are doing it, it's extremely valuable. Like, I love writing. This is easy for me. I want to go out with my husband, and I don't have a babysitter. That's a problem. Solve their problem. Find out what you can do to help them, and work out a trade or, or something. There's so many creative ways that I can't even think of that you can do and do these things without having money. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think I'm going to... I'll let him go with the analytic this portion. Of yeah. it, portion. <laughs> you go in a different direction. No, no, I'm, I'm going to stick more to the... Uh, uh, that way you can get it from both sides. Uh, I'm going to stick more to the actual uh, personal development side of it. I think to be successful in the business, number one, you have to have the right mindset, mm-hmm. which means you have to have a great understanding of the task you're about to undertake. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the, all those things in between. You have to have a good grasp about that, and you have to be comfortable about that. Yeah. This is a demonstration You have to be very Wirecast. clear with what you want to do, which is all related to the mindset. You have to be very clear with what you want to do and what you're going to accomplish, because if you don't have benchmarks, mm-hmm. you're not going to be successful, because you don't know when you're succeeding or when you're failing. Yes. You need to Keep be scoring. absolutely honest with yourself, and, and with others, when talking about your dreams, that way you're not inflating yourself, that you're actually being realistic and not shooting, you know, pipe dreaming, as they call it, right? Yeah. You have to... Um, what, one second. I want to just... Is a word of caution with that. Wirecast. You, people around you may think you're pipe dreaming, but you're just so far off somewhere and, 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 and a product or a service that people haven't seen that they think it's that way. So sometimes, sometimes take that with a grain of salt. Well, well, I, I, I'll agree with that, and I'll, maybe i got to break it down a little bit for you guys. When I say pipe dreaming, I mean, I'm saying something that can't be realistically done within the first three years. I'm talking about something that can be put on the side for a little bit later. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about what other people are saying, it's this about what actually can get done. So going back to the goals aspect yeah. of it, like, like Tony Robbins talks about, you have to be realistic about the goals that you want to get done that can be done in the time frame that you establish. So if you've never run a business before, you have to focus on goals for that business and for yourself that can get accomplished within the first three years. And you got to break it down to, to quarter cycles for the first year because in order for you to pull a profit as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, it takes 90 to 120 days. Yeah. And that was reinforced uh, by, by a speaker that I've seen, Danny Morrell, and he, he brought that back up to light. That is exactly, that's exactly true. A lot of companies or entrepreneurs, I'm going to stick with entrepreneurs, a lot of entrepreneurs fail within the first 90 days because, number one, they give up. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, it's been 30 days, I haven't made money. Yeah. And, and it's something they usually don't want to be doing, really, if they're giving up that quick. Right. It's, yeah, they don't want to do it because they're not absolutely crystal clear yeah. on what they want to accomplish. Yes. Because they're just chasing the money. one. Or, or, or money. Right. But or a lifestyle. Right. Yeah, yeah, whatever one. the one is. The okay. one, that, that, that grasps everything. Yeah. That's yeah. love life. Right. That's money. Yeah. That's lifestyle. The laptop lifestyle. The one. Yeah. But until you clearly define what it's going to take to get the one, yeah. you're just what that hype looks like. dreaming. Yeah. Now, it's good to be imaginative. Yeah. But you have to understand, Absolutely. imaginative is doing this. Okay? This is your mind. And it's okay to do that, but if you're trying to get focused and you're trying to do something with your life and you're trying to change things in your life, you have to get to this point. Yeah. In order to get to this point, from the football field to the sidewalk, 
You have to be crystal clear on your goals. So that means be as crazy as you want with your goals, but learn to scale it down to something that you can get accomplished right now. Working. Sorry, one second. I somebody's saying the audio isn't working. Oh man. Oh. How about oh, what's going on here? A little technical thing. What is going on? This is a demonstration of Wirecast. Yeah, no sound on uh, Facebook 31 minutes ago. What's going on? Robert here? Johnson, 10 minutes ago, you have no audio on your broadcast. Uh oh. Oh no. I don't understand it. Same thing happened last week, too, right? No, it says it's on. It's... Give us a second. I don't understand what's going on. Check. No, I don't know what's going on. This is a demonstration of um. Well, nobody's on Facebook hearing this anyway. I'm gonna. Um, I don't know. Facebook doesn't want to work right now, so we're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna abandon that, and I'm just gonna upload it to. I'll, I'll chop the videos together. Um, I'll edit them together. Um, I have a copy on here. I I probably have to pull the audio from Instagram. Um. And then I'll chop it together, and then I'll put it up on our YouTube channel, and then I'll post that this is uh, a replay of um, on our on our site, socialcommunity.com. Sorry about the technical challenges, Robin. Um, thank you so much for chiming in and letting us know that we were having that problem. I don't know what's going on. Facebook doesn't want to play nice tonight, so that's just the way it goes. Anyway, where where were we at? <laughs> where were we at? Okay, well, Instagram. So I'm going to come over to Instagram or go over yeah. to YouTube. I'm going to tell her to go to Instagram or not. Okay, well, if you're tuning in right now and coming over from Facebook, we apologize for that. But, um, yeah, what I was saying about being successful is, you know, it takes the mindset. It takes the belief that that this is what you want to do or that this is putting you on the path to eventually be fulfilled or yeah. get the, 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 the goals that you want done. Yeah. Which will then give you the opportunity to chase after those things that might be a bit crazy and be out there because mm -hmm. you've already had your life kind of established and set up. It's kind of like with with one of my friends. Uh, this is a demonstration. You know, they wanted to do this company that I I've always felt was um, meant for when you have a job and income set already, mm -hmm. and it's more of a frivolous adventure or a passion project. Yeah. But they wanted to put the passion project first. And I said, well, with this type of business, you need a lot of capital. You need a lot of uh, a pull and push and the politics involved. Man, yeah. I can't even get into politics involved. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I encourage them to, you know, go uh, to do an actual job first and then chase the route slowly. That way you can have time to build your plan yeah. while you're making income. But one thing led to another. Ten years later, he's still doing the passion project, which is fantastic. Great for him. He's never given up. And that's, you know, whether it's successful or not, it's, it's based on the person in the business or yeah. around the business. But yeah. you got to be able to embrace, uh, embrace failure, embrace mistakes. Now, people say, well, failure is bad. No, it's not. It, it's like what Ray Dalio oh, says in the principle. Failure and mistake is an opportunity. And if you cannot see that opportunity... Where it's giving you a chance of life, the universe, God, mm -hmm. your path, your purpose, your passion mm -hmm. is giving you 
a, a new set of eyes to see something different on how to uh, uh, improve the process, improve the product, improve the person. Yeah, it's giving you an opportunity to get better. But if you fail because you failed to put in the effort or the work, this is a demonstration of why our that is failure. You know what I mean? Yes. If you put everything you've could, given your last inch of blood, inch of sweat, you know, you fed it everything you could, you tried a hundred different ways and it still didn't work, well, you can't be Edison. It just yeah. it's just not meant to be. But what have multiple bad stops before they finally get with the one team and they win five or six championships. Right. You just don't know where the next opportunity yeah, is. Yeah, But if you sit there and you allow the thought of failure and fear and, and mistakes to overcome you like a giant wave, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to see the next wave because you're being sucked with the undertow yeah. and just being thrown around in a washing machine where you knew that you could get out of it. So you have to understand that. Of Your next cast. opportunity. You don't know where that next flower is going to grow out of. You don't know where that next giant business, giant idea is going to grow out of. Go on the internet. Research how many people that have been successful after the age of 50, after the age of 60, after, being after fired. the age of 70. Yeah. Look at all these people that have been fired seven, eight times, yeah. coming from prison, yeah. coming from poverty, yeah. living in the ghetto, yeah. struggling, barely making ends meet. It was because, like Tony Robbins says, it was in that this moment of certainty of Wirecast. that decision just dropped in their lap because they were so hyper-focused mm -hmm. on changing their life that it actually made them focus on the next opportunity. Yeah. Just like with us when we came up here, our original plan did not work out. doesn't mean we've abandoned it. That original plan can come in. Maybe it wasn't the right move at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that original part of the plan <laughs> is going to be included down the line, down the line. Yeah. maybe we didn't fit in the right spot yeah. but we eventually evolved it took us this five to six years to get to this cast. point of evolution yeah. because we didn't give up were there hard times definitely Fuck yeah uh was there struggle definitely was there periods of not understanding definitely was there periods of you know bad communication yeah definitely but during during those 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 levels of of life that we experienced Everything that came out of it wasn't weeds. No. We had to go through those barriers to test this is a demonstration who we are cast. and what were we willing to do. Endure. And endure to make whatever we're trying <clears throat> to accomplish come to life. Right. And a lot of it is self-awareness. It's yeah. soul-searching. It's yeah. understanding that the business itself grows on the foundation of ourselves. Of the leaders, yeah. And if we don't grow it correctly, if we don't grow ourselves correctly, yeah. you know. This is a demonstration. Gee, Robin puts, how do I tune in via Instagram? Tell to go to Win the War from Within and look at our Instagram. Uh, we'll have the live go and the stories. Win the War from Within. within. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we'll have the live thing on our stories or whatever. It will, it will show show that we're live right now. Sorry, guys. 
We got we got somebody wants to join in on, on here with Instagram. Um, we're we're shooting over to YouTube right now. Uh, they said Facebook just doesn't want to play nice today. They might have made some type of change in their <clears throat> their algorithm or their Facebook Live thing. And um, so software developers need to you know they usually when they make these changes, software develops really get on that their teams really get on it really quickly and they they um, they find a fix for the the update that's made. Right. So, so I have a feeling that's might might be what's happening here tonight. Just give me one second, guys. <clears throat> you know, we want to make sure that whoever's really yeah. interested is, is you is know tuning in and able to catch us. No, she's in. Oh, she's in. Hi, Robin. I see you got over here. So that's good. Thank thank you so much for letting us know we're having problems. Sometimes Facebook, like I said, just doesn't want to play nice. They want to be the only source um, that that um, you're being you're going live to at that moment. So um, they make you, you got to jump through some serious hoops to go live like we do simultaneously on YouTube and Facebook and at Instagram. This so is a um, it is a bit of a technical cast. challenge mm -hmm. at times, especially because, like I said, Facebook doesn't like you to do that. So they're a bit weird, whatever. It That's is the fine, thing. That's fine. That's okay. Like I said, Facebook wants to be this way. That's fine. Zero complaints. I'll just figure out how to get around it. And if you're if you're unable to catch us live, this goes up on our YouTube channel, Win the War from yes. Within. It's there for replay. Yes. Doesn't matter if you catch it live now or whatnot on the Facebook thing. What's going on? No, she's this just she's is just a demonstration of Wirecast. Yeah, so um getting back into it, it's it's the mindset, it's embracing the failure, it's understanding that there's opportunity everywhere Always. if you're willing to choose it, but at the same time. It's it's kind of like what the shirt says. It's 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 maximum effort. It's massive action. You have to plan all of this out mentally before you start thinking about the capital the income. You got to be completely prepared. It's like committing to a marriage or committing to something long term. Yeah. If you are not fully uh, prepared for it, you are automatically allowing failure to to flood into all these little mm -hmm. things to flood in you know your mind's going to go like this because you're not focusing on what the hell you're supposed to be focusing on yes. so in order for you to be successful in the business it's you got to keep trying keep i call it oscillating because you got to be able to maneuver zig and zag yes so you got to be able to be imaginative you got to be able to think on your feet and come up with solutions, not excuses. Not just identifying problems. Okay, here's the problem. And then not just complaining about it. Okay, here's the problem. What are we going to do to fix it? How can we fix it? Right. Can we fix it? Do we need to change? Whatever it be. And let's say you don't want to run a company. Let's say you're working in your business That's itself. Great. We'll take it from the employee standpoint first. In order for you to be successful at your job, you have to first understand what your job is. You have to first understand how the company runs. Right. Then you have to accept that so that you're not bitching about it every single right. day and complaining. For now, this is how it's it is. Right. If, you, if you're coming into work negative, regardless of what has happened at the job, regardless of how long you've been there, whether right. you've been there five days or five years, if your job is that miserable, either change your attitude or change, change your job. job. But you and have I guarantee to you, it's most likely your attitude. Uh, and, and you have to understand. If it is your attitude, changing your job is not going to help. You're just going to bring that to the next place. So you have to first change your mindset. And you feel, oh, but I can't. Oh, but this. Oh, but that. You know, the people there or the gossip that goes on. Bullshit. You know, if the environment is that bad, 
and it's affecting your values. It's affecting how you uh, operate or how you uh, can put out maximum effort. And where you're not allowed to create value for yourself, then you need to be in a better job. And you can't tell me there isn't other jobs out there. There uh, is. Fix your resume. Get your face out there. Push, 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 yes. push, push. If you're in a leadership standpoint, well, let, me, let me finish the point on, on employees. Yeah, okay, okay. This create is value. Of yes. If you create value, we've said this over the last two episodes. <clears throat> if you create enough value where you are noticed, and I'm not talking ass kisses. No. I'm talking something of substance, something of complete value where a company, the heads look at you and go, that person can do the job of two to three other people. Or you know what? That certain maybe they are doing set, the job of two to three other people. Maybe that certain skill set that they have is what this company is about, right. is what this company needs. And it might even be something as simple as if you get turned down for promotion or overpassed for promotion, going into that office and asking, okay, I interviewed, I didn't get the job, what can I do to improve myself for the next time? Yes. Open communication, you yes. have to have that. Now, I understand that no matter how great of a worker you can be and how positive you can try to be, that you just have shitty leaders. If that is the case, then it's time to just scoot, scoot the boot and go find another job because you are doing everything possible in a failed situation where you have no opportunity to actually grow something great out of it. Yeah. So move the fuck on. Now, if you're in a leadership position, in order to be successful in a leadership position, you have to have the one thing that escapes a lot of, of the people in a management or supervising position. Mm -hmm. Great communication. The second thing is great understanding of who their employees are in terms of what are they good at and what mm -hmm. they aren't good at. And they have to, number three, have the moxie to get rid of employees that are impeding the process of success. Or moving them to a different job that they're well, better suited for. But you're going to have people, just like what Ray Dalio was saying, you're going to have people in a company that just don't align with you. Absolutely. Goals. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you know no matter how much effort you try yeah. to give them to to, to uh, uh, put them in a better the position yeah. in life, they don't want it. Right. So yes. Yes. in a business leadership mm -hmm. position, it's about time, yeah. money, and effort. And those three things, most of the time, they're short on. Yeah. And if you can identify that as early as possible, an employee is a that, demonstration that's of not going to fit with your culture and can't move to another job, get rid of them as soon as possible. Don't let it linger on. But see, that, that, that only works if... You have a clear idea of the culture you're trying to build yes. and a clear communication yes. of what the expectations are of them, of everything, yeah. not just of accomplishing a, a goal or a task right. or a contract for a client. Mm -hmm. Clear communication is also about kind of like a meritocracy, right? right. What they're talking mm -hmm. about in reality. It's at the end of the day, of we have to improve our processes to improve the process mm -hmm. of the product that we're putting out. Right. We have to make sure that the employees are communicating well enough, mm -hmm. openly enough, yeah. and that there is no gray area yeah. in terms of promotions yeah. or why we favored this idea or whatnot. And they have to be allowed to have that ability right. to communicate with each other. And as a foster that culture. As a leader, a manager, supervisor, or whoever, uh, you have to understand your workers' capabilities, your workers' tasks, your workers' uh, skill set, and you have to put them in the right position. Absolutely. We got about 15 seconds, and Instagram's going to kick us off.
We'll be right back. Yeah. We're going to cut back out and come right back in. So Sorry, about an hour Instagram kicks us off. Um, so we have to jump in and jump out. Um, so everybody's on. You want to jump back in? Um, I'll make the stream back in. It takes about 10 seconds or so. This is a demonstration of Wirecast. Okay, on to hour two. Thanks to Instagram. I, I don't know how to make them stop cutting us off after an hour. Maybe people just don't do lives for an hour on Instagram. I don't know. Um, but like, like we were talking about, You you gotta um you gotta you gotta be able to you gotta foster the ability for people to communicate without without backlash, um without fear of losing their jobs, without you know, without without fear of, of repercussions or, or these different types of things. <clears throat> and that's how you're gonna grow. That's how the best ideas win. That's how you get to the next level. You know, let's say one plus one equals three. My idea and your ideas, we come up to a third level. This is a we, we could never come to on our own. You know, each of us could never come to because we have different things that come to that come to that third idea. That's where the real, the real, the real innovations. That's where the real problems get solved and these real these things really you know get to happen. But you've got to be able to create that environment for people to feel safe and secure. That they're not going to be ridiculed or fired, or whatever, for speaking up, for identifying problems, for identifying weaknesses, for identifying better ways to do things, inefficient processes, and, and different things along those lines. This is a demonstration of why simple, simple acronym uh, uh, Q-tip. <laughs> when you're in leadership, quit taking it personally. Yes. Take your fucking ego and leave it at the door. If you are shooting for management position or you are in a management yeah. position it's a given fact that the people under you are going to have bad days they're going to have bad attitudes yeah. at times yeah. and, and all of them are going to be different yeah. you have to objectively uh, and thoughtfully think about all of that this as you respond or as you try cast. to uh, galvanize the workplace or the employees mm -hmm. to work for you mm -hmm. you know so you cannot take it personal when when they're having something personal that's why these kind of rules have to be established if you're yes. trying to create the right culture yes. and a lot of times the companies what they fail to do is they fail to um, develop the culture yeah. of what is it going to take for our process and our product to be successful what well, takes making sure the people are in a position to be successful mm -hmm. especially as the company grows a lot of that, that Initial core little group of you had that, and as the company grows, there's nothing written down or or in, in in writing, and then as you grow, that waters out and then it kind of goes away. Well, that and they just don't—they're not clear on their communication yes. because it's always it's always a, a top-down thing, you know. Right, um, right. What is it called? Autocracy, where we tell you what to do, you do it. Oh, the buck passes down the hill. We're just gonna right. everybody. Shit rolls downhill. Yeah. Because we're it's not my fault because you were supposed to do your job and, and, and this, that, right. and other. Right, because we're more focused on the clients mm -hmm. than we are it's, it's on our, or, 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 the, or the company. They're focused on their jobs and keeping their jobs and looking good in their jobs. Oh, no, definitely. That's why you, people got to understand is that in a business, times have changed. Mm -hmm. If you want your company to be extremely successful, you have to understand that the culture around you, not mm -hmm. just within the company, has changed. Yeah. 
people are more on a trust relationship. Yeah. They are more on, I want to know who you are and what your values are yeah. than your, what your product is. Yeah. And if your values don't align with what they've got, best. it's not going to, it's not going to work out. So you guys got to create the right culture and, and doesn't matter how long the business has been uh, up and running or yeah. alive. You know, you, you have to, as management, take those steps to say, look, we have to all get on the same page, yeah. but not, but without putting the fluff out. Yeah. We need to make sure that everybody understands clearly what the objectives yeah, are, what our intent is, yeah. and 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 how can we get from from you know the idea aspect yeah. to actually getting it this out to the public, right? So you have to focus on communication. Yeah. And if they're not extremely clear, and I've said this three or four times now, if it's not extremely clear, then you're going to have a lot of issues and problems because people don't know what the fuck is going on yeah. there. And you gotta you gotta be to an extent, transparent with your leadership and your employees and let them know what's going on. You know, if you ain't making money, you can make payroll next week. And you think sitting there hiding that is going to this make things better or hopefully things will just get better. It's not. Because next week when they're cutting cash their checks and they don't cash, now what are you going to say? Well, you've known about this for a month now? You didn't say nothing to us? That That's going to be even worse. Then being upfront and being honest with these people, and it's not just necessarily that stuff, but like you know, anything and kind of, and for the most part, everything that's going on. Maybe there are trade secrets stuff that you maybe need to stay in a little closer. But for the most part, everything you you got to be able to talk with these people and be open with them and say, listen, this is what's going on, good or bad. This is where we are. This is where we need to go, and and that's how are we going to do this? And and that's you know. The, that's exactly right. But one of the other major things that you need for business uh, is marketing. You know, yeah. you, Tony Robbins has said it, you need marketing and innovation. And that's yes. absolutely true. Uh, I don't care how great your product is. I don't care yeah. how many great people you have working for you. Yeah. I don't care if they are the best yeah. or the fucking best. Marketing is not about uh, uh, how much money you pump behind an idea this or a, a product. No. That's big business thinking. That's kind of getting outdated. But that's now. old school. That's, that's well, it's old school, but, but it's, being, it's coming extinct. Yes. So, and it's becoming extinct because there's a lot of competition now, yeah. more than what there was 30, 40 years yeah. ago. And it's cheap. In fact, more than what there was five years ago. Yeah, it's and so it's, cheap. And it's cheap. You can do it for free so in cheap. some aspects. Yeah, and it sucks because, you know, the, the big companies are – our ads are in the same places as the scam artists. So yep. a lot of times it's hard to differentiate. Well, that's where innovation this comes in. You have to, you, you can no longer follow the straight path of marketing that everybody preaches Yes. Uh, on how to get the product out, how to disseminate the information, yes. on how to get people interested in what you're doing. You can't follow those old ways. You have to really think outside of the yeah. box. And that takes... Getting out and talking and seeing what people are interested in all depends on what your business is yeah. or getting in the right spot, advertising in the right places yeah. for your product or being unique in how you advertise. You can make your own commercials now without being an actual commercial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can do all of that. But the whole thing is you cannot be obscure. The less you do, the less chance somebody knows about you. Yeah. It's not about the amount of money that you spend. It's about the amount of effort and time and visibility you put into yeah. it. How how the quality of that people aspect. have to know your product. Yeah, they do. And, and it's got to be not only know your product. It's got to be clear what the fuck it is, what it does, what it solves. This is 
I gotta say this real quick. This is Chase commercial. I don't fucking understand a single thing they're fucking talking about. You ever see that commercial about the fucking donut thing? It would make a what? what not the Krona, but some some gigantic donut. I don't know what the fuck the donut has to do with the Chase Rewards. I don't. Did the guy buy the donut with that? Did that Chase Rewards? Afford to write the blog post? Is he the bakery guy that bought the donut mode? I don't know what the fuck they're trying to get me to talk about. But see, that's in some ways effective marketing. It's not because I don't know what I'm going to, what are those points for? And what do I do with them? I don't, I have no idea. There's a lot of commercials that do that because number one, it makes you think about the product. It makes you question the product. It makes you sit here several days, months later talking about the product. But I have not spent one iota into going and getting or looking into the product because I don't know what's going to do for it's me. It's the same thing as uh, those guys that spend a lot of money advertising for perfumes and colognes. Yeah. Where they have, like the recent one with Johnny Depp when he guest. goes Sauvage. Yes. He goes out to the desert, buries all his jewelry, and it says Sauvage. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? But if right. you actually look at the old school of marketing, yeah. It's not about the intent of the product. Right. It's about the intent of the message. And the message that the message that they're trying to put out is if you watch it enough, mm-hmm. even if you get angry at it, yeah, it's gonna retain in you about chase to the point where you may want to call and say, you know what? What the fuck was that commercial about? But I don't get that. I say the, the whole commercial been fine. If you at the end just somewhat hints to me on how those ninety thousand points had anything to do with the whole story, right? It would have connected with me. I'm like, oh. Oh, if I got that card and I got points, I can do this, but I don't know what I can do. Right, but like I said, you're keying on the chase thing. And if you notice, if you've looked at and watched a lot of commercials, a lot of them are copying the same format yeah. that... Uh, everything okay there? Just the product is sweet like the donut. <laughs> no, but it's like... It's, it's, I guess. The... A lot of the commercials are copying the same format because it's old school marketing. Right. The whole intent is to have the message sit in your brain, whether good or bad. But what's the message? I don't understand what the message is. The message is the name of the product or the visibility of the product. I don't it's even know the name of the product. All I remember is the donut commercial. Well, from what bank? I think it's Chase, but I'm not sure. Right. Because it's so all over the place. I it's, it's hard to follow what's going on. Like the, you see the the guy here, the billboards for that lawyer. Mm-hmm. His, his like his whole premise to hire him is because he has tattoos and rides motorcycles. I'm like, why would I want to hire you on those premises? Well, I don't understand. Guy, he, he followed it up with an actual. Well, he put the billboard out. He actually followed it up with an actual radio commercial. And his radio spot says. Do you want a, a real lawyer, somebody that's not going to bullshit you, somebody that's going to be honest with you, somebody that looks like you? He's putting it out there because in marketing, from what what it's I studied in marketing in college and this and that, it's it's not always about the, the actual connection between what the product is selling to the individual. It's about the visibility of the product. So with this guy with the tattoos and whatnot, he's putting it out there that, look, I look just like you and I'm a lawyer. Come to me. But why? Be comfortable. Why? I have no... I have no idea why would I want you representing me. But that's you. See, there's a lot of people that pick. The I think it could be so much no, more see, effective. There's a lot of people that pick 
other situations based on how comfortable this it is, is for them. So there's a lot of bikers in this state. Yeah. There's a lot of people in, with tattoos in yeah. the state. There's a lot of veterans in this state. Yeah. You're just one tenth of a percent of all but the people. But I here. think he could have connected to those people in a better way. Like, listen, well, I'm like you guys. I know what you're going through. I know what your life is like. And I want to be your lawyer because I can speak your language. I can be in your world. He did target marketing. He understood how to talk to these people because you have to understand the way you're describing it, like how we understand how to do it, yeah. is not effective depending on the state, depending it's, on the region, depending on. I don't on, know. No, it, it is like that. At the end of I the think day, it could have been at the end of the day, more effective. At the in end of the day, way. he spoke to his target segmented market, which is. Look, there's a lot of lawyers out here that, that especially in Arizona, that deal with accident claims. Yeah. A lot of guys yeah, that right. have all over like, the country. like yeah. learn and roll that have yeah. the singing commercial. Yeah. People know their number and right. Right. you know, learn and roll is the way to go, you know, whatever. Yeah. But this guy, and to me, and this is why I, I, I'm differing with Tyson on this, is because this he is a demonstration he of did the smartest test. thing by 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 putting himself out there yeah. with the tattoos and everything else that way you're not afraid of the lawyer because a yeah. lot of the time people out here who are living on a fixed income yeah. who aren't making that much money right they are afraid to go see a lawyer because the first thing was i can't afford a lawyer right oh my god or these yes. lawyers i can't i can't be comfortable it's like it's like yeah, coaching right. and therapists right they look at us and they're like oh you guys are therapists no we're not therapists you know, uh, as Tyson zooms in, he's actually looking at. I'm just looking at. Right I can see comments. But, but at the end of the day, of there's no one set way of marketing. But right. if you clearly identify the market, yeah. if you clearly segment that market, we don't know the tattoo market. We don't know the biker market. Right. I don't. Yeah. Right. So that's why you don't understand it because you're not from that market. Right. But if he had done the research, which I think he did, I ho I hope they did. And and a lot of times these people don't. I I personally thought when I heard the commercial, I thought it was pretty smart. The radio spot was good. I like what he's the whole premise of what he's doing. I love it. This but I don't. I feel like there was a lot of cast. disconnect on what he was trying to do and what was being done. But you're not in his market. I'm not. You're but not who is? I don't even. What is he? What kind of lawyer is he? I have no idea. He's an accident. Uh, he's an accident lawyer. I don't know that. I just know he's got tattoos he and, and rides motorcycles. But that's what I'm saying. Is he talks about it on the billboard? He talks about it. He never says on the billboard what kind of lawyer he, he talks is, about he it on the billboard. He talks about it on the radio spot. He connects both messages. That's what I'm trying to get at with you. Is but I say I don't listen to the radio, so I don't hear his radio spot. I just see his billboards, and I'm like, this what does your tattoos have to do with being a lawyer? I don't. I don't understand. I, I don't know. I'm just, that's just an example. I think, I, like I said, I like what he's doing. It's super different. It's eye-catching. It's disruptive. I think it could use one more step in being a slight bit more clear on what he's trying to accomplish. Right. But for us, from that standpoint, it is judging. Yeah. The reality is, if he's smart enough to be a lawyer like that, he's smart enough to understand his market. And from my yes. understanding on studying those type of marketing and old school marketing yeah. techniques in the right state, which yeah. this state is, this it's state, a state is that, a yes. huge motorcycle yes. state. Yes. He has yes. come out and yeah. said, I'm one of you without saying it. Yeah. And he has said that, look, right. what's going on? Here? I don't know. I don't care. So he is a subliminally saying, I am one of you. Yes. Yeah. I, I am. And he repeats the words, you know, I'm, I'm a motorcycle guy. Yeah. I've got tattoos. There's yeah. a lot of common things. Right. In we're, we're, state. We have things in common. And most of the time with old school people, that, like bikers and whatnot, yeah. 
they will go to what is comfortable right, for right. them. It may not yes. be, I know you comfortably, yeah. but if you look like yeah. me and you talk like right, me, right. and your billboard yes. is straightforward. Yes. I think, like I said, I think so, what he's doing, targeting that very specific demographic, bikers, tattoo people in that world, I think that's fucking so brilliant. That's why I don't want us to sound like hypocrites. Yeah. When you're marketing, see, right now we are in some way sounding like, because we know so much about different aspects of yeah. marketing that we're this being hypocrites on this. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you know your market clearly, yeah. it doesn't matter what guys like us say. Yeah. This is why we said we're not a But that's the thing. We're trying to just have thoughtful conversation no. and come to some type of conclusion right. or some type of path down some type of road. And that, like, that's why when my clients decided, just, I'm just having a conversation with you and we're going to go somewhere. We're going to get somewhere. We're going to come up with something and some well, type of idea. Well, that's what I'm saying is that with marketing, it can be very fickle. If you don't know your target market, yes. It doesn't matter what your coach says, doesn't matter right. what a, a mentor says, it doesn't matter what your schooling says. If you don't know your marketing, they're not gonna understand. Right, exactly. So exactly. So if you have a client, <laughs> but they that client knows their market that you don't, yes, yes, they yes, could yes. be in turn teaching yeah. you something yeah. and saying, Look, my client my clients won't like this type of thing. Yeah. This type of thing. Right, so right, 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 right. getting back to the, the actual marketing aspect itself, we have to understand that, you know. If you do the research, if you know numbers, demographics, you've uh, got to do your research. I'm, talking about, know. I'm not just talking about one type of age. No. or you yeah. got to break it down. Like how yes. many bikers are in the state? Yeah. How many accidents are related to bikers? Yes. How many of them have literally tattoos? And whatever? Right. There's statistics on oh, yes. oh, all this shit. Yes. Yes. How many teen pregnancies are yes. in the state? If you are an accident, like I said, let's say this guy did this. In like Connecticut, right? Well, it would never. It probably it probably wouldn't work in Connecticut. I'm just saying because we yeah. don't know the Connecticut market. I don't know what's but, there, but if you're talking in, if if, if his billboard and his radio spot was primarily only in uh, Beverly Hills or Upper Scottsdale, it, 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 it would probably, probably wouldn't work. Probably only wouldn't. because well, Upper Scottsdale, eh, maybe. But but it's it's because the age range is different yeah, most right, of those right. guys aren't biking they're golfers yes yes uh they're into casual things right. so i mean there's the there's the uh the big harley david harley davidson dealership up there which if you stayed in that realm you could right. probably be okay so it, it's it's like you know it but I, I mean I, if i if he was my client we would definitely have done all that research and understand exactly who's targeting and like i said he probably either wants to represent those guys or has event uh, as over time Drifted into kind of pigeonholing himself in a good way into representing only right. those types of clients. So I get he speaks to his market and, and understanding his market. My thought is, I think there could be just a little bit of cleaning up. Right. And I think but, it could. But it's always because you're not in his market. Yes, I'm not. So, I'm not. and I haven't sat down with him and understand what's happening. Right. There. So, like for, for me, looking at it from the book standpoint, you know, with with so many sharks in the tank, so many lawyers that are everywhere. Yeah. It's it's how do you stand out beyond the guys that are yeah. already trying to stand out? Oh, absolutely. Like there's this other guy yeah. that shows himself riding on a bike, but shows himself in a suit afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. a complete disconnect. He does, well, he does motorcycle accident. No, and, and I get that, yeah. but but that's where let's just say these guys are trying to break out into commercial yes. and try to stand out. Like yeah. like the learning roll, they got the catchy jingle. They got the jingle. So right. so it's it's just about if, if at the end of the day. Uh, if this you can clearly identify your target market yes. and speak to them and really i mean you got to be so specific yes. that you know what your ideal client mm -hmm. where they eat 
what they look yes. like, where they shop, how old they are, yeah. and you focus completely yes. on that, and then you uh, <clears throat> specialize. Yeah, exactly. Now right. you've yes. got a successful uh, business or format. Yeah. See, like what we're doing right now, this is not arguing. This is honestly, no. it's, yeah. it's two different perspectives yes. because I, I know the things from old school marketing yes. to innovative marketing. Right. He knows the analytical marketing along with the, the actual digital marketing right. and there's a lot of markets that we don't understand so if you are in the marketing business yeah if you are trying to help somebody else market their product you as the person trying to assist or help or teach you have to first understand how well does this person know the market yes and then you have to ask yourself shit how well do i know their market that they're talking about yeah. right. and yes. that's yeah. where you guys got to find common ground because there are a lot of techniques that can be utilized mm -hmm. even if you may not know the target market, but yes. if there's two people working together, it is one plus one equals three thing. Yeah. If there is two people working together that have different sides of, of the equation, yeah. they can work together to find a simplified solution yes. where, okay, we have a hundred things on the menu mm -hmm. of marketing things. Now I'm understanding what your target market is. Okay, why don't we take these three things instead of 100, implement. that's kind of like a doctor. Yes. We're prescribing you something based on the information yeah. you're telling us. Mm -hmm. You guys are the patient that comes in and says, yes. oh, my shoulder hurts, but I feel it tingling down to here. Yeah. But sometimes I get in my nostril. It's like, okay, let's, let's work through those. Let's try this. Bang. Yeah. But that's what you got to do when you find a coach, a mentor, or something else is guys, especially in business, it's not guys that's trying to, just say yep, 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 and push their agenda. Or guys are just going with you, going along with what you're saying because they just this want to get paid. Yeah. You gotta have people in your pocket that are going to question yes. how successful do you want to be. They're gonna question these little things. They're gonna get you flustered and frustrated because you think you understand something. But if you're not open-minded, you're not willing to learn or see from a different perspective. You are limiting your company. You are you are impeding your own fucking process. Mm -hmm. So marketing, there's so many different aspects yeah. of marketing. At the end of the day, the number one thing you need, from my opinion, you can learn the tools yes. or you can hire somebody who knows the tools. That's fine. You can read about old school marketing, but it's pretty much self-explanatory in some sense. It's you know, good but, to read because a lot of that old school stuff is, is still good information applied in today's Things, right. but it's understanding how they spoke and how they thought and how um, their persuasion and the different mind kind of things that they did. Right, and, and I'm speaking more for the techniques. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the biggest thing you need with, with, with marketing is imagination. Yes. If you don't have yes. imagination, of you're not going to be able to think outside of the box. You're not going to be able to think better or two steps ahead than the next guy that's yeah. in your same market, same right. product. <clears throat> Probably before you even went out there to market, you had this checkbox of areas you want to go to, yeah. then you realize, fuck, there's 50 people in that fucking yeah. market. So if you don't have an imagination or you're not working with somebody that can think Bring that outside of the box, yeah. because the whole point of marketing is to draw, is to drive traffic to your business or to yourself. This the whole point of marketing is to get yourself out there, is to be visible. If you're not visible, nobody knows about you. Oh, I have a great product. It doesn't matter. Your product might be the same or similar to somebody else. I was watching Night at the Museum the other, the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, I created the snapper. 
Oh, yeah. The lady goes, but don't they have the clapper? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's not the same thing. It's not the same as the snapper. Well, see, that's what it is as an entrepreneur. You're like, no, it's not the same thing. But the reality is, it's the same fucking thing. It's exactly the same. And then she goes to explain to him, well, maybe it's called the clapper because people can't snap. Snap. They can't snap loud. And then he goes, well, I think the right. difference. Yes. But see, you never know until you do your complete research on the product. That's why Tim Ferriss' four-hour work, uh, work week book yeah. is fantastic. Yes. He tells you to beta test your product. Yeah. Get if let's say you're doing clothing and you think it's unique because you think it's unique because your family members who are always biased tell you it's fantastic. Oh, I've never seen that before, right? This it's fantastic. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, oh, it's great. Mm -hmm. Okay, bullshit. Beta test your product, make one off cup copy of it, t shirt, pants, I don't care what it is, and actually put it out there and see how much interest yeah. you gain. Go out go, there. Go to the mall. It's down there. Yeah. And have people see how many people come yeah. up to you and say, Hey, that's a nice shirt. Hey, where'd you get that shirt from? You know, if you're running a regular t-shirt business, good luck with that because it's your dime a dozen. Yeah. It's tough. You have to have something completely unique or you gotta be completely outside of the box. Yeah. Skin industries, perfect example. Oh, I love the shirts. Skin industries, fantastic. It's Back in the day, a lot of people don't know that guy used to run the shit out of his car. Oh yeah. He ran his product out of his, oh. his car in California. He would go to all the concerts. He'd hit the nightclubs yeah. because back then, T-shirts was the thing in the nightclubs. Did things, yeah. Now, now it's not. Now it's the suit and tie and looking all yeah, fucking cherry yeah, jazzed yeah. up. But back then, in the in the uh, late nineties or two thousands, yeah. when you had like Cameron was yeah, on the radio, yeah, yeah. Jay Z, <laughs> all these guys getting like, nice jeans on. It, it was nice going from gangster yeah. rap to yeah. club rap. Yeah, yeah. it was uh -huh. that slow evolution, mm -hmm. right? People were wearing the baggy jeans, the long yeah. shirts, the basketball, Master P, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> all of that good stuff. But that's when t-shirts worked. And he yeah. had a very cool product, unique yes. product that he sold out of his car so different. Yeah. that ended up becoming super huge. Same yeah. thing with Mark Ecto. Yeah. He, he built his company from the ground up, literally. He yes. used his own cash, his own capital, took his own trips to Thailand, mm -hmm. whatever it was, to make the product. Stuck behind it. Same thing with the Damon John thing. Went out, found the right people to wear his product. He had the right connections because he made this connections. So like in marketing, you need to be imaginative, you need to be innovative, but you need to network the fuck out of yourself. Yes. If you are not visible, and that's what I mean, it's not just throwing your product out to people. Yeah. It's putting your product on the right person, yeah. in the right place, in the right environment. Damon John's worked it because... He had people in the music industry yes. that was still when music videos were the hype and hype Williams. Yeah, yeah. When it was cool to run a fucking $10 million fucking video, right? Yes. The Mariah Carey right, and all yes. that other shit. He hung around those things because he had friends from the hood. Yes. But of course, yeah, the all he took the product back. Yeah. But that's being imaginative. Yes. That's being innovative. That's networking. Yes. So like for you, going back to our earlier topic. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to. Yeah, we're going we're to bring this all around. You really have to network yourself. You yes. have to get out there. If you're going to own a business, in order to be successful, you cannot be afraid to put yourself out there. You cannot be afraid to attend different events, talk to people, get numbers, but build real relationships. We talked about this two episodes ago. Yes. Build real relationships. Narrow and where if they're going to... Uh, I almost said that's what she said. <laughs> but... Had a long day, but anyways, uh, you have to build the relationships where it's not just a, a take, take, yes, take. yes, gimme, 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 gimme. You know, read the book by Adam Grant called Give, uh, Givers and Takers, yes, yes, absolutely, un unbelievable. 
you'll find a lot about yourself yes. if you are a taker or a giver. Yes. And the reality is in order for a successful 20, 30, 40 lifetime relationship to work out, you have to give as much as you take back. Yeah. So you, so, you got to give without expectations. Exactly. You can't go, off. Well, if I give you this, then I'm going to get this back. Generally, that's how it works. But if that's your goal and that's your motivation, it will not work. That's the definition of marketing. Yes. It's people. Marketing is a new word for me for communication. It's just the next level above communication. But if the essence, the core of everything is putting yourself out there, being visible, jumping on other people's uh, a podcast, you know, making friends. If other people are going live and they're in your industry or you're just curious about them, jump on their live shit. Offer support to the yeah. to people. You know how many people, these companies or whatever, have have groups and chats and stuff, and they're not in there helping their customers. Get in that fucking group and you help them. And watch who becomes the person to go to in that industry. You're out there helping people without expectations. You will be the who do I who's the go-to guy in this industry? And this guy right here, he's always helping. It's on things. I got so much this great guy. shit from him. Yeah. Where'd you find him? On oh, the uh, competitors fucking forum forum. Yeah. All the time. These companies do not pay attention to their own fucking customers. So get in there and you pay attention to them. You offer them support without expectations of reciprocity. You brought up a good point about competition see the problem is a lot of people in business get so hung up on focusing on their competition yes focusing on the quality fuck the competition we are living keep, in, keep a side eye on them but fuck we, them we are living in a new day and age where it's okay to share resources yes at the end of the share day, all your shit there is so much innovation so much business going yes. around that you can share yes. and build a community with your competitor yeah to reach the same levels that yeah. you can maybe you guys will collab on something exactly then so boom. the old way of thinking is this is my competitor i hate this person i gotta be it's quiet i gotta keep seeing ndas no. everybody's quiet stays this in the room demonstration Fuck that, if man. you're willing to if you and that other person, that competitor, is actually, you know, are workable, yeah, that they're looking for just to grow the company and do the right thing, then it can work. But that comes with self Robin. awareness and everything else. You know what does she say? We need to jump on a call. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, hey, we're we're always here. You know, we're always here. You know, uh, I go I go live every night at midnight yeah. uh, between twelve thirty. Just I, gotta add the notifications time. on. Uh, and and whatnot, but at the end of the day, yeah. Hit, hit us up. Um, Demonstration. It's easy, it's easy to get a hold of us if you want. Yeah. It's it's real easy. Uh, we'll drop you email, phone number, whatever you yeah. want to do. Uh, just you know, just let us know when and whatever. But anyways, so like I said, with the marketing aspect, it really comes down to uh, communication, innovation, and and really networking. You gotta really get out there and talk to people. And if you are a shitty person, then don't expect to build good relationships. Yeah. Because in order for you to build, you know, your pyramid, to build your Rome, to build mm -hmm. your empire, it takes multiple this people. It takes a village. Of it does. It can't. And if you can't, oh, I, I can't make friends. Everybody hates me. Well, think about it. Or I can't share nothing with nobody. They're still my ideas. Right. Fuck. Let them steal your ideas. Right. They don't have their own. You are the one that created the ideas. You will get more. Let them steal that shit. Most times they can't execute. Most times they won't execute. And they do. Fuck it. Learn from them and make make the new version or whatever. Or go 
or or pivot into an, another another segment of it or something. Right, and, and if you want to really be cautious, you can still have them sign an NDA. You can still yeah. do a lot of little yeah. things they're, they're, to safeguard yourself. Sometimes, sometimes I mean, they're necessary. It depends but, on what the product is. Right, sometimes right? they're necessary. But you know, you just got to learn to pick the right network and the right yes. people. And it's it's kind of like if you're dating at, at an older age, right? Yeah. It's it's and if you're in your senior position of finance, yeah, you're really well right, off right, or whatnot. Right. It gets a lot harder to trust people because yes. they understand who you are and what you it, are. Right? It is very hard but to trust people. As a business, uh, if they don't know about your product yet, and yeah. you're just trying to first start off build a yeah. relationship, yeah. then you'll know who's honest and who's not. Right. That's that's when these things really do work. Right. But the more successful you get, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's a business or in your personal life. Yeah. You got to be a lot more cautious yeah. with who you network yes. because you got to find out what their true intentions People are. People are, but it's a lot harder when you're on the map. Yeah, yes. When you're, yeah, when you're famous or you're you're popular in your industry or or whatever it is. Even if you're just popular in your industry, there's a lot of people that are going to be, you know, after you to to with the with the you know the mean the the wanting to steal from you or mm -hmm. trying to get something this out of you. Yes, the more popular and the more people you get, the harder it is to trust. And understand people's true intentions. Yeah. So for for your entrepreneurs that you know um, that don't have a budget, that are wondering how can I get my product out, this is the part of planning. This is all right. done in your planning phase. Like that that one company you were talking about that you're working with, if they had done everything six months prior to launching or opening, yeah. everything would have been fantastic. They would have yes. done the thing. But yeah. if you don't put the work in, live with the results. You have to live with the results. But how do you? How do you um, market on a budget? Right now, there are so many tools available and so many ways where you can do it without actually having to do paid ads, without yeah. having to do it. And, and to me, yes, you can do the Facebook, you can do the social media, you can do all yeah. that. But for me, I would suggest, depending on what your product is, let's say it is, I'm going to stick with clothing. Let's say it is clothing. Yeah. Find out what the major clothing events are. Yeah. And fucking go to it. Well, that's the thing. If you know who your customer is, and like, like we tell our customer, our clients, you should have a picture, this and is a demonstration literally, of, of your male and your female customer. The exact, go on it. You, when you get down and you say, whatever, uh, 35 to 45 year old woman, you go and you Google that shit and you'll find a picture of her and how they look and the type of demographic. You have two pictures and you think about talking to them. You'll know where they hang out, what they do. Go there. Bring your shit with you. I fucking guarantee you. Your competitors, if you have any, aren't there. And if they are, they're standing around. I, I see this all the time. I go to I go to places, you know, and and, 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 and the rep is standing there. They're on their phone. They're twiddling. They're doing whatever. People are just walking by. What the fuck are you doing? You're there with your product at your booth. Try and get these people in and talk to them. See what's up. Sell. Don't go there and just stand there. If you build, they won't fucking come. I'm telling you that. See, it's 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 not about the environment or the place where you're trying to promote no. your product. It's not about the tools this or the software that you have at your accessibility. Yes. At the end of the day, the essence of marketing is you. Yes. You can have all of that available to you for free, paid for. It doesn't matter. If you yourself do not make the commitment to your product mm -hmm. or to your living, or your lifestyle yeah. that you want, or the livelihood, then it doesn't matter what you do with marketing. It's not going to work. Doesn't matter. Like you know? even like a lot, like a lot of times, what I mean with customers, 
My, the first thing I said is, fuck marketing. It this doesn't mean shit. Because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But they're sheep. They get hung up they on do. this thing. They do. But they I got to do. do social media yeah. marketing. Yeah. Oh, I got to do this. this. Oh, I got to have this marketing. Facebook thing. And somebody told me I have to do this. No. And, I, and my you first question is, why? What? Well, I don't know. Then why are you doing it? Is it, it, it is your is your ideal customer on Facebook? Well, I don't know. Right. That, that's what we teach. We're telling uh, people. So why are you so worried about Facebook? It's, it's, Maybe I do customers on Snapchat or Instagram or Pinterest or not even on the fucking internet. This is a demonstration. But if you don't know that, you know all this shit. I give every fucking tactic in the book. Tactics don't mean shit. You need a strategy. You don't have a strategy. You don't have a plan. You can't implement any tactics. It doesn't fucking work. That's why when we do our seminars with people, it throws them off because our marketing is, is to them a bit foreign. Yeah. They're expecting us to come in there and give them the secret sauce. There's no fairy dust I can sprinkle on you. At the end of the day, what we try to implement into those seminars and those workshops with people is that if you don't understand your capabilities, if you don't know how to use your internal tools of conversation, listening, and building effective communication, yeah, you won't know how to market your product correctly because... It's a whirlwind. You won't know who your client is, what you know, what the market is for your business, and all this other stuff. So, you know, you have to really understand that when we teach marketing, it's basically saying, "Hey, it's about yourself and your customer." Yeah. And if you don't understand that, we can teach you the tools. We can give you whatever you need. We got information for days on stuff. Buckets of tactics. It doesn't this matter. It's like people who go to church. That old stigmata movie talked about that you don't need to go to a building to be closer connected to God right. because God lives within you. It's yeah. the same thing with your business. You don't need to have the office. Yeah. You don't need to uh, hire 10 people. Have the fancy you know, software. You don't need to have the fancy software, the top of the line equipment. Yeah. Also, what it comes down to is this, yeah. your brain. I know multi-millionaires that don't have a fucking business card. And I know some of them don't even have a fucking website. Mm-hmm. Because they get out there, they know their product, they know their customer, and they know how to communicate it. And, you know, he brought up a good point, you know. <clears throat> I, I, I like that. Sorry, things just pop in my head sometimes. But if you go to a networking event, purposely, purposely, do not take your business. Oh, I don't. No. I do not. No, this is, this is what I want you guys to do. If you're trying to build your business, you want them to remember it. Have them write down uh, who you are, your company, you have them write it down right then and there so that way it's permanent yeah. for them. Right. Because a business card, no matter how great this you have it, can get lost. But business cards are great. They are fantastic. But make them write it down. Yeah. This is all sensory yeah. marketing. It's making sure that and when they write it down, you get close to them and you go, you know, no, 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 there's two O's and goose. Exactly. No, there's, <laughs> there's two O's and goose. If you remember that movie, write, type, type it in the, the chat box now. Type in the chat box. Oh. That was the thing. Double tap. Write oh. the chat box. Try it out, right? right? But at the end of the day, oh. it's, it's how well you connect with your customer. And sometimes the space between the customer, is a demonstration between you and the client, between you and the network, determines the viability of your company. It's okay to get shoulder to shoulder and say, yeah. No, no, no. There's, there's two O's and goose. Yeah. No, no, no. Let, let me give you the address. Before you say yeah. it to them, yeah. tell them, you know what? Do you have a pen? Do you have a pen on you? Do you have a notepad? Perfect. You know what? Hey, write, write it in your plan. Direct them to where to write it. Hey, do you have a business planner on you? Hey, how about your phone? How about we type this in right now? And then you get close to them, and before you tell them your information, you get close to them, and you go, no, it's uh, Justin. Look at two O's and look. Look. Right. Right. And then that way, it's, they, it's they feel you. Yes. Right? I'll give you an example. I, I, I have one client that I'm working with with a political strategy. 
And I and you know we have an arduous task of, of, of I believe he can win. I really do. It's just we got to be unique because funding is limited. Yeah. So I told him since this is a people's job because you're trying to be in politics. Right. Uh, not only do you have to, it's not about how much weight you lose. It's 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 about you know the, the outfit that you have. If how you, you look, carry yourself. If you look tailored. Yeah. They're going to know that you're serious. Yeah. But at the same time, since you are walking through this crowds of people, shaking hands, and as they cast. say, you know, kissing babies and stealing their lollipops, right. you're this close to the individual. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a cologne. Yeah. Make your own cologne. Yeah. It's not it, hard to get custom scents. A couple hundred dollars. Maybe I don't a couple even think it's even that. I don't even think it's that. Yeah. But get your own custom scent where they go, like, right. and they will always remember that smell because they're yes. going to sit there going, where the f did he buy that? Yeah. And then you come out with a, oh, that's that's uh, Excellence by Tyson. <laughs> but you see. Coming soon. <laughs> but you see, it's all sensory this things. It's all simple things. It's all about cast. bridging the yeah. gap. So when you go to a networking event, it's not about the fancy things you carry. You do have to kind of dress well if it's a certain networking event. You know, Sometimes there's dress codes. Because sometimes those things actually do count. It, it actually leads to the initial conversation point. It could. And you know, I sometimes I like to dress down a little bit because there's so many people there fucking fronting. Right, right. And I I, I want to look like the other guy. Sometimes, especially nowadays, it's really good to. This guy's a little too casual. Right. He might be rich and important because you don't know nowadays. It, it all depends on the event. But either yes. way, it does it, you know whether you dress up or if you dress down a little bit. What seals the deal is you yourself. So if you don't know yourself, if you don't know how believable you are, if you're trying to convince yourself, that means you're bullshitting. Don't do it. Just stay home. You're, you're bullshitting for the wrong reason. Find a new product or business. There's there's bullshitting on a good way where yes. you're trying to get your product this out there or your service out there that you completely feel confident about because it's you. It's a direct representation of you, but you got to be creative, which is what we call in slang terms, bullshitting. Right. But that part is good. But the other bad, the, the bad aspect of bullshitting is sitting there and you're trying to convince yourself of your own story. Yeah. That you don't really know who you are and that you're just thinking about their profit, 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 or yeah. I'm going to take, 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 yes. take. Yes. So stop, reevaluate, yeah. Either your business or your product or whatever is going on. Don't be limited by the event. Yeah. Some guys think, you know, if I'm in the tech industry, I have to go to only tech events. No. They don't. You know how these, and that's the thing. Every other motherfucker is going to be at that event. If you got a business, clothing, tech, new product, it doesn't matter. Check out the marijuana festivals. I've been telling this to several clients already. You, you don't have to smoke marijuana or go to a marijuana festival. You don't. And I'm, I'm not talking outdoor Colorado festivals. I'm talking the actual convention where there's new products. There's right. going to be a lot of people because I'll tell you this right now. A lot now, of money in that industry now. That industry is the next it, porn it, industry. It is. It's the next absolutely. trillion dollar business. Absolutely. And right now it's taking off. It's that place it, running on the fucking runway. It's classic graphics, the hockey stick. Yep. It's coming yep. into that. But it what you is. need to do is you need to get your tickets ahead of time. And we're not promoting any events because no. we haven't gone to any of these yet out here. But... These events do sell fast, and I have dropped off yes. a lot of people at these events. Now, to you, it's like, well, it's in a shitty area. Right now, it is. But I'll tell you yeah. this right now. Give it two years. Pretty soon it's it's going to be up in Vegas or it's going to be in Arizona. It's going to be up cast. in the Biltmore. Yeah. And the Biltmore is a rich area because mm -hmm. you know why? Of the massive amount of people yeah. that are going to attend the event. And I'll tell you this right it now. There's more legal here. It would already be there. 
the guys who smoke, the, the women and men who smoke marijuana come from all age ranges, yes. all social status and economic backgrounds. Once it's legalized, that's when that plane so is taken off and it's yeah. a fucking rocket in the sky. Yes. You've missed the bus. Yes. Because once it's legalized. Yes. And the same thing on the topic of marijuana. Psychedelics. This is a demonstration. They're gonna they're gonna start to do the same thing. There's MDMA is about to get legalized by the FDA. That's gonna take off. Yes, there's other things, psilocybin and different things along this industry. I've been really kind of probably a little too heavy into what's going on in that industry right now. I'm curious about it. Those are on gonna be where marijuana is now in a few years, if not sooner. So Plan ahead, yeah. jump ahead. Marketing is about going to the places where other people won't go, but also going to the places where there's a lot of people, yeah. right? If if you're like, well, I'm going to network, and you go to an event where you know for a fact only 10 fucking people are going to be there, unless those 10 fucking people are very important to you, uh, if you're trying to disseminate your message to a large amount of people, I'm sorry, 10 people ain't going to cut it. No. You know what I mean? So you and think, this 10, those 10 what? people are maybe quite wealthy or... Or willing to buy your product, then hey, you got ten new customers. Right, probably more than you had yesterday. Right, but if you do your research correctly, you should know we're probably more than more. Yeah. You should know if this is an actual. Unless you're event. maybe starting a little slow and a little shy. Maybe oh, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Okay. You know what? I won't be a hypocrite. Yeah. If you have a confidence a problem or an anxiety issue, test. or you have you've never actually been in a situation where you yeah. have to go out and reach to mm -hmm. new people, mm -hmm. starting off small is fantastic. So Tyson is absolutely correct. If you can find a small event, that's fine. But my my advice yeah. to you guys is, after you get your feet wet, if your yeah. livelihood is that important to yes. you, get over your fear. Because yeah. at the end of the day, your fear isn't really that bad. It's just this no. little tiny voice hit. that's back oh. there to balance. What does it say on my board here? We respond to our perception of what happened right. or that, what's happening. That little voice in your head will only get louder if you feed it or if you give it a microphone. But it is there to, to help you. Just like anxiety, there's good and bad anxiety. Yeah. It's there to help you to know when it's a bad situation and run or to say, yeah. hey, this is not a good thing. Yeah. But you have to control what you feed it yeah. so that way it knows when to sound. It's kind of like setting an alarm. Yes. It knows when to go off. And nowadays, our alarms are broken internally. Right. We think tigers are everywhere. A demonstration. And where you live, honest. there ain't no tiger around. You know, another advice for entrepreneurs, if you got a product, a physical, you know, if you got a product or a service, take it to people that are successful, ask to interview them, send them an email of, of, of your business itself and have them give you thoughtful feedback and do not take it personal. And don't email famous people. No. They will not get back to you 90% of the time. Because, like we said earlier, they most likely think that you want something from them or they're just too goddamn busy to answer the emails. Fine, there's always in industries some guy that's pretty popular but not the head guy. Those are the guys that you can get this type of feedback from quite easily. And let's be honest here. Some way, somehow, through the connections in your circle or – or, or whatnot, you will know some at least one person who's got who's run a successful business, yeah. who's retired from a successful business, yeah. or whatnot. And it may take going through a friend to go through a, a friend, friend to get to that yeah. person, but it's called being resourceful. Yeah. Or just get on the fucking internet where you fucking off right. anyway and and find these up and coming guys that are starting to get a little bit of following. Reach out to them. It ain't fucking hard to figure out how to get a hold of people. 
right? DM them, figure out how to get their email, try and guess their email. There are services I'm not going to say anything about that can either get you their email or figure it this out for you. It's not hard, guys. especially these mid-level guys that are kind of up and coming. Mm -hmm. They're a little easier to get a hold of. So there's, there's ample opportunity for you to get feedback. So yeah. my last advice for you guys with this is to get the feedback Sorry, yeah, the, to get the feedback from these people before you put your product live, yeah. before you put your service out there, uh, unless your service is actually that unique, where it's kind of hard to find somebody in that industry, that means you have to be very specialized. That's fine. Then you just create your blue ocean. Then just go for it. <clears throat> but you have to be even more specific when you do that. You have to be more. Uh, in tune with yeah. what you're doing and how you're doing because you don't have guidelines. And you, you have, have to be parameters. patient. If you have a new product and a new, new market, patient. you got to be patient because you're going to have to spend the time, energy, resources, and money educating the market, a new segment or whatever it be on your product, why right. it solves their problem or, or, or whatever it be that it does. Right. So that, that's just, just is a, a little bit of things of for entrepreneurs. I mean, there's a whole realm of different things. But at the end of the day, to sum it all up, it really comes down to knowing who you are and your mindset. And that is what Win the War From Within does. See, the Win the War From Within is not only about personal battles and struggles with PTSD or anxiety or, or you know, those type of issues that can limit your progress. It also deals with business stuff as far as, how, how, how we bridge the gap between that mindset thinking from your personal mm -hmm. to your business life because a lot of our limitations that we carry in our personal life will this hinder the process of and progress chemistry. of our business life, yes. whether you own a company or you work for somebody. Yeah. But we don't think that way. It's like we put two different caps on mm -hmm. and we don't believe enough that mm -hmm. our personal lives aren't really They bleed over. They life. absolutely bleed right. over. Right. They actually bleed over. So when the war from within is actually telling you that there's a battle in you, a struggle on how to improve, how to take the control back, mm -hmm. on how to be a better uh, person, person than you were yesterday, how to live for uh, the day and to be thankful for tomorrow. You know, that is what winning the war from within is. And a lot of people struggle, but a lot of people have too much pride to ask for help. And we're considered coaches, but the reality is coaching to me is still a, a, an off-put word. It's yeah. because to me, coaching is just, Providing instruction and giving motivation once in a while just to say, hey, you're doing a great job. It's coping. It's just like, to me, it's a lower form of thera a therapist. Yeah. But we're shapers. We're completely different from that because we really do care. This is but we really don't care about limiting you. Yes. We don't care about keeping you on for 20 years. If we I don't keep care you about on, your bullshit excuses. I don't want to hear you it. Know, if we keep you on as a retainer, that's only because we understand completely that there is going to be times where there's a slip-up. There is yeah. going to be times where we'll need a brush-up on certain information or, you know, hey, I got a burning question. Well, you want to run by something? Buy us? Exactly. So that we don't mind, but to have you in our program again and again – we, we failed. We failed. We, have, we haven't gotten you from point A to point Z, which is helping you take back control. Mm -hmm. We're shaping you to understand as we walk you through the process who you are, what you are, and what you're capable and of. And who you can become. And then we build the road with you. So we're not just handing you guidelines. We're going to build the road with you after we discover and you discover who you are. And we're going to put you in that car 
on that path yeah. to get you to the finish line. And then from there, this we will have it, we will have armed you with cast. enough tools yeah. where you can start okay. to decipher things for yourself, yeah. figure it out for yourself, and not get stuck because and help you others. You will get stuck. Yeah. You will come across well, bad times because it's an ever-changing process with chaos. Mm -hmm. The world is chaos. It's not control, but you can control how you perceive and how you respond and how you receive that chaos. And like he just alluded to, it's how you put uh, how, the effort you put this forward with other people. Of our intent, our program is, like I said, to get you from point A to point Z, but also to get you to, to pay it forward. Yes. And if you can pay it forward, your life is on track to be fulfilled. You know, so go out and try shit. Yes. Try it. Uh, and that's our main point for this. That's my episode. that's my biggest marketing tactic and strategy. Just try shit. Because mm -hmm. you never know when something's going to work. You're going to find a little bit of a gold mine or something. This is a Just, I, all of my clients all the time. Oh, I got this new thing. Should I do it? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Try it. Does it fit your, your principles and your values? Is your core customer there? Try it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, fuck, you tried. That's all we can do sometimes. No, exactly, exactly. So get out there. Uh, uh, do what you can. Take what you've learned today. If you guys want a little bit more in-depth, that's what we do. Uh, sign up for coaching, or should I say shaping. Yes. Um, you know, we do one-hour uh, um, shaping calls, if you want to call it that. Yes. And that's Session, basically, sessions, you know, we'll, 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 call it, we'll call it sessions only because, well, I call it a shaping call only because unless you want to change a belief, a pattern or something within you, then we'd have to do multiple sessions with right, you right. because you can't change overnight. But if you've got a concern or something about business or a question yeah. or about your personal life or yeah. whatnot, that's something pressing at that point in time. Yeah. Our business is open. We can this take a call and we can be a lot more in-depth. Uh, right now, this is certain. And, and hyper-focused on what you're encountering. No, exactly. Exactly. Sorry, I was, I'm trying to find No, no, no. I know you're here. trying to find something in there. I want to um, kind of touch back on uh, what you were talking about earlier with the business card thing. Um, two things on that I wanted to address. First of all, how many times have you people want somebody to shut the fuck up and walk away? Let me get your business card. Just to shut them up or get in the walkway or, or appease them. That's one reason I don't hand out my business this cards. Is a demonstration. Very, very much, if at all. Secondly, if you don't have business cards on you and you really want to talk to or network or do business with this person, that's your opportunity to get their card. Now you're in control. If you really want to call them, you have the card to call. Now, uh, a lot of times, sometimes you go to these different events and People are just kind of handing you stuff like that. Come up with some type of system um, to to tag these cards and mark these cards so you know um, and you can remember the exact people you want to call back and get in touch with and further your relationship. Uh, maybe you know do business or whatever it is. Um, you can you can dog ear them in different ways. Um, you can carry like a pen or a sharpie in your pocket and and tag and dot them in different ways so you know your secret little code. Um, but that's definitely an opportunity. For you to not carry business cards and be okay with that. There's no fucking rule that says, no goddamn law in our constitution, you gotta have a fucking business card. It's bullshit. And I'm mm -hmm. tired of people pretending they're playing business because they got business cards with fucking brochures. Don't mean goddamn shit. Mm -hmm.
So take that opportunity to not have a business card and truly connect with people. A lot of times what I notice, even myself in the past, I'm I'm trying to get to a point where I give you my business card. Yeah, if I give my business card, then, then something's gonna happen from this. And then you take that, you take that step out of there because you're not trying to hand somebody a business card. You're not trying to to take from that relationship. You're trying to give and listen and communicate and offer something to that relationship. So I'm gonna offer this final thought. This is from Principles for Ray Dalio. It's actually next week's episode. We're gonna do we're gonna do our own little book review with this. Yeah, yeah if I can get the thing right. <laughs> Mark, Mark Justin finishes the book. <laughs> well, I'm I'm finishing the book, it's but a good book. when it's a good book like this that, that involves our company yeah. and, and and how it integrates with what we're trying to do as far as teaching leadership. Uh, for if, me, if anything will be a part one. I am I am reading three or four principles at yes. a time. Yes. Uh, it's about maybe what 20, 20, 30 pages. I think I spent about a month. And I'm trying to just uh, uh, really let it soak in, and that's part of my meditation. Program. I actually listen to positive thinking music as I read this book, mm. and it actually works because as you're listening to the positive uh, thinking music, where there's no words, it's just the sound and the melodies. Mm. Yeah. I'm focusing more on the words. And I'm tuning everything yeah. else out, but it's the um, the vibrations of the music brings your brain into the different theta uh, output. And, and I'm working my breathing while range. I do it. I'm actually. Yeah. Does the thing stop? Oh, my battery's going to die soon. Okay, so go I'll ahead, leave you guys ahead. with this no, final I'll, I'll thought. It says, um, this, this is, this is the, the final thought for this episode. Uh, this deals with pain. It says, remember this, the pain is all in your head. If you want to evolve, you need to go where the problems and the pain are. By confronting the pain, you will see more clearly the paradoxes and problems you face. Reflecting on them and resolving them will give you wisdom. The harder the pain and the challenge, the better. And then the last thing I want to leave you guys with is uh, about open-minded and closed-minded people. And you need to figure out which one you are. Open-minded people cast. seek to learn by asking questions. They realize how little they know in relation to what there is to know and recognize that they might be wrong. They are thrilled to be around people who know more than they do. Because it represents an opportunity to learn something. Closed-minded people always tell you what they know, even if they know hardly anything. Yeah. They are typically uncomfortable being around uh, those who know a lot more than they do. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to understand that. Are you talking more than you listen? Um, so keep that in mind. Chew on that until next week's episode when we talk more about this book in depth. Uh, I've only got. Oh, geez, I'm on the, the fifth principle right now on this one. Worst case work. scenario, we do part one and part two. Right. No, I'll have this book done because I've been chewing at this book every night because it's just so great. I yeah, mean, it is amazing. I mean, there's stuff that I don't won't use in, in our program, but there's stuff that's in line with what I've been thinking about and what he's been thinking about over the last 20 years. Yes. Where it's like little by little, we are in sync with the Ray Dalio. We are, we are oh, understanding completely what he's saying. And, you know, about communication, about leadership, about uh, – um, you know, pulling people together and galvanize them, how to actually run a legitimate profit-producing company, yes. which is what our program teaches people. Yes. Our seminars, our workshop is all building from stuff like this. Yes. So uh, we'll get into that next week. But right now, uh, we got a couple book recommendations. Um, I'll, I got a lot. <laughs> He's got a lot of book recommendations. Um, I, I love this these topics, uh, the business, the marketing, and the things kind of um, that surround that. I'm gonna just gonna rattle off. Um, I, I I tried to pick as little of my favorites as I could. Um, 
But these are some of my favorites. Like I said, um, they'll all be available in the show notes at the social chameleon show. Uh, Blue Ocean Shift and, and also Blue Ocean Strategy, both great books. Uh, Perennial Seller um, by Ryan Holiday. Uh, Growth Hacking, Growth Hacker Marketing, also by Ryan Holiday. Trust Me, I'm Lying, also by Ryan Holiday. Um, he spent a lot of time in this uh, marketing space. He used to be the um, the uh, head head of marketing for um, uh, American American Apparel, and they're gonna cut us off in 20 seconds. Uh, the Effective Executive. Uh, the 22 uh, Immutable Laws of Marketing. Um, uh, some books with a little bit more entrepreneurial focused. Uh, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Uh, Ask Gary V by Gary V. Um, the Virtual Virtual Freedom. Um, hold on, I'll, I'll finish that in a second. I'm going to switch over to the new feed. Okay, we're back on the latest feed. That was an hour two. So um, back to my book recommendations. Entrepreneurial focused books. If you're an entrepreneur, um, these books are a little bit more tailored to you and your thinking and your styles and things like that. Um, Zero to One by uh, Peter Thiel. Ask Gary V by Gary V. I haven't read his new book, Crushing It. Uh, also, was it Left Hook, Right Jab, something like that. Jab, Jab, Right Hook, something like that. That was also really great too. Um, Virtual Freedom. Uh, by Chris Chris Ducker. This is a book about um, utilizing um, virtual assistants and virtual employees and stuff. Um, I think that's very, very uh, vital in this economy and world we live in now. Um, it's all about it's, time. It's very, very, and not just all about time. It's, this it's, a demonstration you know, you don't have to only case. hire people in your geographic location. No, no, you know? yeah, it's saving time. Yeah, absolutely, time. absolutely. That's what absolutely. I'm yeah, maximizing. Yes. The times that way you can yeah. maximize your efforts exactly. and resources. Yeah, exactly. A lot of these guys, um, the Silicon Valley guys now, um, they're saving just a shit ton of money by, by hiring. Well, hiring employees that live in Wyoming, Texas, it, you know, all these places, the cost of living is so low. You hire an engineer in Silicon Valley. Let's just say he's five, you know, thousand dollars a week, and the same exact talented. Um, engineer that lives in Austin, Texas, he's only two grand a week. You know, this is just examples, not real figures. But so that is an opportunity, right? So now you can have two guys, maybe three for the price of one. I'm not talking about lesser quality talent. I'm talking about the same quality talent. Just they don't live in your city. They're not necessarily pulled around, you know, the Silicon Valley or wherever your your um, industry's, you know, mecca is. Um, and not, and it's not just in, in America. There is a wealth of talent in other countries um, and reputable countries. You know, um, don't don't dismiss the virtual talent that's out there. That's a great book on understanding how to find, get, manage those employees, uh, and also the trusted advisor. A great great book on understanding how to kind of transition into um, that advisory mentality and maybe even as a role. And also a lot of the books from the past episodes, they're also, um, if you go to the social community show, um, or also win the war from within.com, um, there's just a section that's just the book recommendations by episode. A lot of these, a lot of those books in the past episodes 
easily bleed over. And I tried to leave out those we've already mentioned. There's a lot of those great books that are, are pivotal books on business and the marketing topic. I have no you, books. You know, nothing. <laughs> My list is long enough for you that I cover it all. <laughs> all right. Um, you want to issue a challenge or anything? Do you have a challenge on issue this week? No, like, like, I'll issue the same challenge I've been issuing every night to people. Get out there and face negativity with positivity. If you're at work, Make if positivity your, louder. If it's in your personal life, whatnot, with your kids, with your husband, with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, doesn't matter, with your coworkers, every chance there's a negative situation, you fight back with a positive, a thoughtful response, or you just smile and say, well, that's interesting, thank you, and walk away. Try to... Practice positivity as much as possible and see how you feel about it because it has a direct correlation with your health. Yes. It's less stressed as provider on TV. That's what I want to challenge you guys to do is mm. to uh, be as positive as possible or at least do one good thing for somebody random that you don't know. You know, try to try to just spread some type of positivity yes. somewhere. It doesn't matter what yes. it is, but Absolutely. get out there, do shit. I'd like to add on to that by a try things challenge. Go out there, do things, do things and go to places. Legal things. Uh, that's up <laughs> no, to you. No, 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 I'm, not, I'm not, I, I'm not saying uh, maybe, okay. maybe not. I mean, uh, go, you know, if you do dumb shit, that's on you. But um, go do things and go to places others aren't. Find those seams and those areas people aren't. A lot of people nowadays, they just sit at home on their on the internet. You know, go knock on some fucking doors. Go see people in person. Yep. Go do things in your industry others aren't doing. Go places in your industry others aren't going. Barring your customers are there. That's my challenge to you folks here. Go try something different and new that you haven't done. Maybe you've been thinking about it. Oh, people are right. should go do this. That's the thing. Go fucking do. Try it. What happens? Nothing. You tried it. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Who gives a shit? You tried it. Learn something from the failures or the successes. Mm -hmm. Adjust and Either do, do it again, do it better, just go try shit. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you guys for joining this us, man. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, know, thank you guys for joining us here tonight. Uh, you guys can follow us on our journey all week long at uh, Win the War from Within on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you know, as always, everything we talked about here tonight uh, can be found at the social show. Uh, until next time, have an amazing week, and thank you very much for your guys' time. I really appreciate it. Hey, one last thing before you guys leave. If you guys could like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a review. We really want to hear from everybody, and have a great week.